Congress wins on the Democratic side and on the Republican side, uh, Donald Trump is the winner. But look at this. There's a major battle for second place among the Republicans in New Hampshire right now between Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, John Kasich and Marco Rubio. Second place will be very, very important. Let's take a look at the actual votes. The NCNN's projections uh, that uh, Bernie Sanders wins on the Democratic side and on the Republican side, uh, Donald Trump is the winner. But look at this. There's a major battle for second place among the Republicans in New Hampshire right now between Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, John Kasich, and Marco Rubio. Second place will be very, very important. Let's take a look at the actual votes that have uh, come in right now with 7% of the precincts reporting. Donald Trump still way ahead with 35%. But look at this battle for second place. John Kasich, the Ohio governor, 16%. Jeb Bush, 12%. Ted Cruz, 11%. Marco Rubio, 10%. Chris Christie, not that all, all that far behind at 8% right there. So this is a huge battle that is underway right now, right now for second place now. on the Republican side. I want to go over to John King because uh, he's studying all these numbers. The numbers are coming in, real numbers, the exit poll numbers, the projections have been made about the winners. But this battle for second place will be significant in New Hampshire. A huge battle for the Republican race going forward. We know Donald Trump's going on. We know Ted Cruz is going on. The question is of the center-right candidates, Rubio, Bush, Kasich, Christie, Fiorina. How many of them survived tonight to go on to South Carolina and beyond? You've mentioned the results, 7% so far. Donald Trump at 35%. Governor Kasich coming in second right now at 16 But then Governor Bush at 12 I just left the state for a minute. Let's come back to New Hampshire. Governor Bush <laughs> at 12 Cruz at 11 Rubio at 10 Christie at 8 Fiorina at 4 So, Wolf, only 7% in. A lot of movement still potentially to happen here. So what are you looking for on the map as you look it out? Number one, the Republican race will be decided down here. Trump is going to win. We know that. But down here in these suburbs, especially these suburbs below Manchester, this is where close Republican races in New Hampshire are won. So what are we going to look for? We're going to watch this as we go through the night. At the moment, Donald Trump is winning Manchester. Look how quick the count's coming in in Manchester. Let me bring this back down so you can see it. Donald Trump is winning Manchester. We expect him, since he's winning statewide, to win most of these cities and towns. So the question is, were there a lot of votes in Manchester? John Kasich running second, but Jeb Bush pretty close behind. So let's watch the rest of the count there. And then we're just going to have to follow this around throughout the night. Tiny county here. Again, Kasich is second. Pull out and come over here up to Concord, which is another big city by New Hampshire standards. So as we look at this, uh, and we are, as you can tell, already well into the the, uh, votes coming in, they say that... uh, they're already calling the uh, the win for uh, Trump and for Byrne. Uh, in fact, uh, Fox News and CNN have both already made that call as we're recording the show right now. Things are up and running. Here's the news announcement about uh, Donald Trump from Fox News. It's 8 p.m. in New Hampshire. Polls are now officially closed across the state. And Fox News can now project that Donald Trump will win the Republican presidential primary based on Fox exit polls and early voting returns. In the all-important battle for second place on the Republican side, Ohio Governor John Kasich is currently slightly ahead of Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Jeb Bush is coming in number three here. Uh, so this is the really interesting thing. I don't think any of us are all that surprised by uh, Trump winning on the Republican side and Bernie winning on the Democrat side. Uh, what I am really curious to see now as the evening evolves is where does Marco Rubio and Chris Christie sort of wind up? And Cruz, too, as well. Cruz is something to watch, I think, particularly someone to watch. But John Kasich, uh, I, I, I don't find his win here to be uh, particularly interesting because this is where Kasich has put in all of his efforts, all of his resources, is in New Hampshire. So uh, 
he better do well here. The problem is, is what happens after this. Florida Senator Marco Rubio and former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, although it's too early to say in what order these four will finish tonight. And there you see the numbers on the screen. Again, this is exit poll numbers and raw vote total in. There's only 4% in there. Trump's victory, while expected, is a comeback of sorts for the real estate mogul. Last week, of course, he was beaten by Ted Cruz in Iowa. He regains his front-runner status in a crowded field that now places even greater importance on who will finish second, third, even fourth tonight. You have Kasich currently in the second position, but as far as the others, they are bunched up in third. And the other interesting... Rubio took a real pounding here, and uh, of course now we're waiting to see who sort of becomes the establishment candidate. And everybody thought that was going to be Rubio, although really depending on how he does here in New Hampshire, could have a big impact on this. This could be an extremely critical race for Rubio and Cruz. Uh, and also Jeb to a degree, but I think for Rubio and Christie, it's the most interesting. Uh, late in the game, right? Uh, or were they, were they going in relatively early? Uh, on the Republican side, we saw a little more uh, of late deciders than we did on the Democratic side. The Democratic side was a little more. And who did they break for? And, and uh, they went for Donald Trump, I do believe. On, on the Republican side. And Bernie Sanders uh, obviously doing very well on the Democratic side. Right. You can Uh, tell they're running by the seat of their pants here. When you think about it, as everybody says, a major, major win for uh, Donald Trump and for Bernie Sanders. Except for one that was totally predicted. Candidates Anderson, uh, this is a moment both of these candidates clearly have been waiting for. They will relish it. We're anticipating they will be delivering victory speeches relatively soon. And No doubt about it. And concession speeches from uh, from Hillary Clinton. And, of course, the battle, though, for second place and third place on the Republican side is a fascinating one to watch. And the numbers right now obviously too close to call. Yeah, it's it's uh, really too close to call. It is a muddle. I think the, the big question everybody is asking tonight is this question of Marco Rubio. And uh, can he distinguish himself tonight? Having what you gotten- did hear in the exit polls that the debates matter. Matter, for, yeah. 67. For- be in New Hampshire, Wolf. Oh, we got a stream uh, reload. Made up their minds this has been so something uh, that kind of interesting game, that happens. Right, uh, or, I've been noticing in our coverage already, we started a little bit ago, is uh, the network streams are under massive load. There seems to be an intense amount of interest around this. And so when the networks uh, have a stream hiccup, what I'm doing is I'm using that as an excuse to jump between networks. Uh, I find that to be a good chance to just go to a good time to check in. It's always the whiteboard. And still, that's the only thing we really understand. Yeah. Just <laughs> old school. Makes it it's simple. Old school. By the way, on the bottom of the screen, still the raw total coming in. There you see 12% on the Democratic side, 9%. Republican side, and it'll continue to happen throughout the night. And there is still drama going on as the fight for second place uh, continues on the GOP side and the fight for third. Coming up, we'll have analysis from Charles Krauthammer and John Sununu. Our live coverage from Manchester continues next. And the reports are coming in right now at 12% as far as the networks are concerned. And Google is something kind of interesting right now, too. You can go into Google and you can type in New Hampshire uh, and, and you can start to type pry. And when you start to type New Hampshire pry, it'll start giving you the results of the uh, polls in real time. They've gotten, they've gotten a good feed, too. Google is hooked in. And what's interesting is I haven't seen a lot of coverage about that particular aspect. But I remember during Iowa – we saw a lot of coverage of Microsoft's involvement. So uh, for some reason, the Google involvement isn't getting as much attention uh, this time around. I'm not quite sure if that's just maybe because there wasn't a deal struck or, or what. So as we, uh, are, are, we are approaching here, we do have a few topics to cover with you guys. Why don't we cover uh, a couple of interesting things in the Bitcoin market? Now, we don't talk a lot about Bitcoin on the show, but every now and then a couple of stories develop that seem like they might be worth following on the Unfilter program. So while we wait for more results to come in, I bring you this. Is gearing up for a fight against terrorists by targeting their financing. 
EU politicians are calling for more control over the circulation of virtual currencies. The Commission wants them to be covered by the anti-money laundering directive, a decision which will put an end to the anonymity of clients. Eunan O'Neill asked Jeffrey Albert Tucker from the Foundation for Economic Education if it's a viable plan. There have been many studies on this on the subject about the use of, of Bitcoin for nefarious purposes, and it turns out that this is wildly overblown, that the only currency, the currency that's most often in the world used for, for, for funding terrorist groups and, and nefarious you know, drug deals and that sort of thing, is, is called the U.S. dollar, actually. It's not a cryptocurrency at all. Uh, just turning away from Bitcoin for a moment, Germany is planning to limit cash transactions to 5,000 euro as it says, it's trying to curb money laundering and the financing of terrorism with that move. Is that going to make it easier for the government to stem illegal money flows? I seriously doubt it because criminals always find a way. This this kind of thing actually hurts regular consumers. People need to get their money out of the banking system when, when trouble arises. And I think if you've been around, lived in the financial realm for the last... 10 to 20 years, you know that really these government systems aren't to be trusted and they need hmm. that kind of, how would you say, um, that check on, Bitcoin their, on their power. <laughs> you know what I liked about that clip was the call out for you want the real currency that illegal trade uses? The dollar. <laughs> you want to know what all the drug trade? The dollar. I liked that call out specifically. Uh, I thought that was pretty nice, pretty clear actually about that. So we're coming up on the, uh, this is the New Hampshire primary is something that's a little odd. It's an awkward, awkward bird. Uh, it, it's not like the Iowa caucuses at all. And this clip kind of explains to you why this is a semi-open primary. I, I, I just I didn't really understand this until I fully I guess I'd heard of it, but I never really quite grokked what it meant until I watched this clip. Back to some politics now. The New Hampshire primary is a semi-open one, meaning any registered voter can cast a ballot, and that includes undeclared voters who can temporarily register with either party, vote, and then drop that party affiliation. With 44% of registered voters in the state undeclared, it could have a major impact on who wins today. Joining us now, Darren Shaw, political science professor at the University of Texas and a Fox News pollster. You'll recognize him as your appearances are getting more frequent, as they should, Darren, on our, our network as we continue to look through these numbers. So let's just work through this just bit by bit. What is a semi-open primary? Oh, man, i got to put on my political science hat here for a second. Okay, there are uh, caucuses like we had in Iowa, and caucuses are dominated by party registrants. So if you're Republican, you can participate in the Republican. Democrat, you can participate in the Democrat. There are closed primaries, which if you're a registered Democrat, you can vote on the Democratic side. Registered Republican, you can vote on the Republican. Then it gets a little interesting. In Texas, for instance, we have an open primary. Uh, I teach at the University of Texas. And an open primary means that you're Democrat or Republican. You can show up on Election Day and request a you know, whichever ballot you choose. You can't do both, but you can vote in which either one you choose. Semi-open is kind of rare. It's, a, it's, it's an elusive animal. And New Hampshire has a semi-open, so Republicans can vote in the Republican, Democrats can vote in the Democrat, but those who decline to state a party preference, aren't registered, they can basically show up and vote in whichever primary they choose. So hmm. Democrats can't cross over Republicans can't cross over, but the independents can. Now, are they are they registered independents, or are they simply labeled undeclared? Because undeclared. we're going to talk so much about independents in the, in the next several months. Right, right. So and these these are just we're not they're not even saying they're independent. They're just right. saying they're free. This is, and it's a great point, Jenna. That that what you have are 
a, a sort of a, a housekeeping um, designation. So pe a lot of these people who decline to state, who are undeclared, are actually partisans. They actually think of themselves as Republicans or Democrats. And that's why they're distinct, as, as you raised the point just a second ago, they're distinct from, you know, a few months from now when we start talking about people who actually consider themselves politically independent. These are just people who haven't registered with the Republicans or Democrats. So, you know, we were talking about 44 percent, uh, you know, of, right. of all registered voters are declined to state or undeclared. Well, some appreciable portion of those are really Republicans and Democrats who simply don't want to register as such. But, but they think of themselves that way and they, they vote that way. It is interesting. We were listening to a woman speak with Martha McCallum during their show. And she said, well, I'm, I'm looking at Kasich or, or Clinton. And she, you know, it was. It didn't matter. It wasn't, you know, part upon party lines that she was looking at the candidates. She was looking yeah. all over the place, which makes New Hampshire interesting because she could decide last minute to vote for either party if she is in part of the, that undeclared voter section. Yeah. What are you going to be watching tonight, Darren? As we're getting the numbers, and we're going to get some numbers in throughout the day, but really yeah. seven, eight o'clock tonight is when we're going to get the good stuff. What are you <laughs> going to be watching for? Well, I think there's a couple things. The on the Democratic side. The real question is whether Hillary Clinton is closing. The Clintons, you know, the family has a great reputation in New Hampshire. They seem to have a special connection here. So there, there's a sense amongst people who are doing this stuff, following this stuff really closely, that she may prove to be a little closer to Bernie Sanders than some of the polls. Uh-oh. Uh, on the Republican side, you know, I'm looking to see if Trump breaks 30%. I think that's a, a so obviously Trump's Trump has done better than he expected, and Hillary has done worse than he expected. I just I saw that some of you are just now joining us in the live stream. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. Uh, congratulations. You've joined the Unfilter Show live. We are doing our New Hampshire primary coverage right now. And uh, if, you are, if you are just kind of catching up, uh, the uh, race has sort of begun to shake out. Uh, Bernie Sanders is pulling ahead on the Democrat side. And obviously Trump has pulled aside on the Re Republican side. And what we are watching for now at this point is uh, we're kind of curious now to see where will this actually shake out lower down, uh, a little bit lower in the ranks? So just to bring you up to date, here is the latest news, and then we're going to catch up uh, with CNN what's going on. CNN makes two projections uh, in New Hampshire. CNN projects that Donald Trump will be the winner of the New Hampshire Republican primary. We also project that Bernie Sanders will be the winner of the Democratic primary uh, in uh, New Hampshire. There you see the winner, Donald Trump, the Republican primary winner. Bernie Sanders, we project, will be the Democratic winner. We make that projection on the basis of the exit poll information we have received. We also make that projection on the actual numbers, the actual votes that have already been tallied. All of the polls in those states, in the states, are now closed. Let's uh, take a look at the pictures right now. Okay, so there's the latest. Uh, so Trump is in a number one spot on the Republican side, Bernie number one spot on the Democrat side. One of the things that we maintain very in, uh, a high level of interest in is where is Rubio and Christie going to shake out? And then also where will Cruz shake out? Uh, and then obviously Jeb as well. But I find particularly where Rubio – Rubio was sort of being positioned by the mainstream media as the mainstream candidate after the uh, Iowa caucus. Now that's beginning to change and this, this election is going to have uh, perhaps a, a large impact on These that. guys out because they're going to think I want to stay a little longer. That will be the fascinating conversation as we get to second and third. You see Governor Bush winning a county here. If this holds up, you know he's staying. You know he's going to stay. And you know he's going to stay. So the choice of who's the mainstream establishment alternative to Trump and Cruz, 
New Hampshire's not going to settle that fight. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a huge battle underway now for second and third place. I want to go back to Jake and Dana as we're watching uh, what, what's unfolding. This battle for second place is really, really significant. It is for the area, the more evangelicals. Oh, no, this stream Cruz Look at that. It's happening position. more and more, isn't Donald it? Donald Trump benefits from uh, the crowd. I'm going to reload that it's stream because I actually want to hear their, their thoughts be on the that. The establishment candidate mm-hmm. uh, between Jeb Bush, Chris Christie, John Kasich, and Marco Rubio. We thought we were going to get clarity tonight. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting more muddled. Who do you think has the most at stake of those four tonight? Well, I actually think all of them had, have a lot at stake. But it, for, for John Kasich especially, uh, if he... He's been saying if he gets smoked here, he's leaving. Uh, but the reality is, if he doesn't do maybe two, two or three, second or third place, it's going to be very hard for him to continue. He's, he's going to South Carolina no matter what, but he is pretty much out of gas, meaning money, and they need to put more gas in the tank. If he does well and second place for this establishment lane is well, uh, he'll get more money. And they do have, even though not a lot of people are talking about it, they do have a plan. I talked Indeed, to- and obviously Donald Trump Jeez, is the W for the night, and, and, wow. and what, a, what an Can amazing guys, we should uh, Somebody should get a counter going. Their, uh, their, their stream is just a mess. Uh, and again, I, 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 have noticed, I have noticed it's been getting progressively more and more interest. Uh, also on Twitter, it seems to be really picking up. The one event in the debate, uh, the hit that was put on Rubio by Christie, who incidentally appears not to have been helped. It was something like a suicide attack. But the others have been helped. But the one who's helped the most is Trump, because now you have a muddle among the so-called mainstream lane. It's easy to see four of them. There it is again, them, mainstream lane. Possibly you guys noticing four that? proceeding. And as we saw with the late deciders, Rubio won them in Iowa, which gave him a strong kick. But he lost them uh, in New Hampshire, lost by eight points to Kasich. Imagine if those numbers were switched, Kasich and Rubio. He would likely be number two now and have them. It is the one event in hmm. the debate. Uh, so the I go back to what I go back to right Rubio now. By Christie. Uh, is uh, after the Iowa caucus, uh, Rubio came out and he gave this massive third place speech. This real, this real, like we have done it. Uh, this is a this is a moment for conservatives. We're going to take back the White House. We're going to defend it from Clinton. And then he went into the debates where he kind of got destroyed. He kind of got beat up on uh, quite a bit. And uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch that, but I think I want to play a little bit of that for you uh, and and see maybe if uh, if uh, you kind of agree with me that after his performance there, the game has completely changed for Rubio. Stay on the issue of readiness to be president and experience and questions about you being a first-term senator. Governor Christie warning voters here in New Hampshire against voting for another first-term senator as America did with Barack Obama in 2008, arguing that you are, quote, not ready to be president of the United States. And Senator Santorum, who we all know dropped out of the race just this week and endorsed you, had a hard time when asked on national television listing your accomplishments as senator. Tonight, what are your accomplishments in the Senate that demonstrate you're ready to be president of the United States? Well, let me say, from protecting the people of Florida from imminent domain abuse, to bringing accountability to the VA, to the Girls Count Act, to sanctioning terrorist groups, I'm proud of my service in the United States Senate and before that in the Florida legislature. I will say, if politics becomes and the presidency becomes about electing the people who have been in Congress or in the Senate the longest, we should all rally around Joe Biden. He's been around a thousand years. He's passed hundreds of bills. And I don't think any of us believe Joe Biden should be president of the United States. 
And let's dispel once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Barack Obama is undertaking a systematic effort to change this country, to make America more like the rest of the world. That's why he passed Obamacare and the stimulus and Dodd-Frank and a deal with Iran. It is a systematic effort to change America. When I'm president of the United to re-embrace all the things that made America the greatest nation in the world, and we are going to leave our children what they deserve, the single greatest nation in the history of the world. Senator Rubio, thank you. I do want to ask Governor Christie, Governor Christie, you said fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, when it comes to electing a first-term senator. You heard Senator Rubio make the case that he does have the experience. Your response? Sure. Um, first, let's remember something. Every morning when a United States senator wakes up, they think about what kind of speech can I give or what kind of bill can I drop? So when he starts here, uh, I thought, okay, <clears throat> typical Christie blowhard nonsense. Uh, he usually turns me off quite a bit when he opens his mouth, which wasn't always the case with Chris Christie, uh, but it has been for the last uh, six months or so. So he gets his typical Chris Christie blowhardness out of the way, and then I think he begins to demonstrate chops like no other politician has up on stage right now. Every morning when I wake up, I think about what kind of problem do I need to solve for the people who actually elected me. It's a different experience. It's a much different experience. And the fact is, Marco, you shouldn't compare yourself to Joe Biden. And you shouldn't say that that's what we're doing. Here's exactly what we're doing. You have not been involved in a consequential decision where you had to be held accountable. You just simply haven't. And the fact is, the fact is when you talk about Hezbollah Sanctions Act that you list as one of your accomplishments and just did, you weren't even there to vote for it. That's not leadership, that's truancy. Um, the fact is- That's a good line. That what we need to do what we need to have in this country is not to make the same mistake we made eight years ago. The fact is, it does matter when you have to make decisions and be held accountable for them. It does matter when the challenges don't come on a list of a piece of paper of what to vote yes or no every day. But when the problems come in from the people that you serve, I like Marco Rubio. And he's a smart person and a good guy. But he simply does not have the experience to be president of the United States and make these decisions. We've watched it happen, everybody. For the last seven years, the people of New Hampshire are smart. Do not make the same mistake again. Okay, so here's where I think he ends his sort of predetermined, rehearsed, this is how I'm going to attack him script. I think this is something that Christie had ahead of time. Rubio kind of has a defense for it. I would ask you, chat room, if you think after this moment, is Chris Christie emper- – uh, is he – you know, uh, uh, what am I – I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, is, he, is, he, is he dancing on his feet? Is he actually like uh, responding or was this something that was rehearsed? Because where he goes from here I think may be one of the deepest blows to the Rubio campaign we've seen yet. If I may respond, thank you. I would Senator Rubio. So improvising, yeah, thank you. Uh, so this, so now Rubio is going to do his standard response, and I, 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 what I am asking you is, after Rubio's standard response here, what Christie comes back with was this planned, or was this was this just improvised on on the moment? Because if that was, he's got some of the best debate chops I think I've seen for a while. Well, I think the experience is not just what you did, but how it worked out. Under Chris Christie's governorship of New Jersey, they've been downgraded nine times in their credit rating. This problem. We don't need to add to it by electing someone who has experience at running up and, and destroying the credit rating of his state. But I would add this. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. 
He is trying to change this country. He wants America to become more like the rest of the world. We don't want to be like the rest of the world. We want to be the United States of America. And when I'm elected president, this will become once again the single greatest nation in the history of the world, not the disaster Barack Obama has imposed upon us. Senator Rubio, thank you. I do want to bring in Governor Bush on this Hold because on you've second. made this. Excuse me. If you'd like to respond to the economic. I think he directly right. mentioned Please. me and my record Governor in there. Christine. So I think I get a chance to respond. You see, everybody, I want the people at home to think about this. That's what Washington, D.C. does. Now that right there. Man, that's deep. That's a deep cut. Just to start right there. The drive-by shot at the beginning with incorrect and incomplete information, and then the memorized 25-second speech that is exactly what his advisors gave him. See, and everybody at home knows that's the truth. I mean, so when you start talking like that, you're, you're appealing to that Trump crowd that uh, likes it when you just say it as it is. See, see Marco, Marco, the thing is this. When you're president of the United States, when you're a governor of a state, the, the memorized 30-second speech where you talk about how great America is at the end of it doesn't solve one problem for one person. So he said 25-second he speech earlier, and now he just said 30 seconds. And so now I'm starting to think this was improv. They expect you to plow the snow. They expect you to get the schools open. And when the worst natural disaster in your state's history hits you, they expect you to rebuild their state, which is what I've done. None of that stuff happens on the floor of the United States Senate. It's a fine job. I'm glad you ran for it. But it does not prepare you for president of the United States. And he does a, def- a decent way of being respectful of the Senate position there while still also really kind of calling out for what it is. And Rubio's response, look at his face there. And see, Rubio didn't, the way he handles this, the, his response in this situation was the exact opposite of what needed to happen. Chris, Chris, your state got hit by a massive snowstorm two weeks ago. You didn't even want to go back. They had to shame you into going back. And then you stayed there for 36 hours. And then he left. The- that's not the, that, when you have the record, the, the, the attendancy record that Rubio does, this is not, this is not what you open, you go back with. This is not the right re- reply. Came back to campaign. See. Those are the facts. Here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows it. And it's so sad as Rubio falls back into that rehearsed line, which is exactly the exact thing that, that Christie is railing him for at the exact moment. There exactly it is. The memorized 25-second speech. Well, that's the, that's there the it reason is, everybody. why this campaign is so wow. important. Because I think this notion, I, I think this is an important point. understand what we're going through here. We are not facing a president that doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he is doing. That's why he's done the things he's done. You know, That's why we have a president that passed Obamacare and the stimulus. All this damage he's done to America is deliberate. This is a president that's trying to redefine this country. That's why this election is truly a referendum on our identity as a nation, as a people. Rubio isn't even really responding to Christie anymore. He's got nothing. And Christie just went after him. Our future is at stake. This you notice how Christie, though, isn't interrupting. See, a lot of people have accused him of, of doing that. And I think he's I think his maybe he's he's noted the, the advice of 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 whoever not to do it because he's sitting there. He's letting Rubio just go. And by not interrupting, Rubio is just sounding like a moron. This election is not about the past. It is about what kind of country this is going to be in the 21st century. And if we elect someone like Barack Obama a Hillary Clinton, a Bernie Sanders, or anyone like that, our children are going to be the first Americans to inherit a diminished country that you know, will not have Governor, Governor Christie, you know, Chris, you will, we Chris, why don't you, you know what the shame is? get into this. You know what the shame is, Marco? The shame is that you would actually criticize somebody for showing up to work, plowing the streets, getting the trains run back on time, when you've never been responsible for Chris, that in your entire life. Okay. And the, he didn't and, want to go back. And, 
Look and at Rubio right is, now. I went back. It got done, and here's you didn't want to go back. I went this. back. Oh, so uh, wait a second. Is that one of the, the skills you get as a United States Center ESP also? Chris, everybody, I don't you think said you weren't going to go back. I'm telling you, this is going to play well to the general public, especially if uh, Trump becomes a, a non-serious candidate. The fact is, Marco, he told everyone he wasn't going to go back, and they had you, to shame him into going Marco, back. Marco, because and then when he decided to go back, he criticized the young lady, saying, "What Marco, am I supposed you know to do? What? Go back with a mop? By the way, clean up the flood. It gets, Chris, it gets very, it gets very unruly when he gets off his talking. Thank you, Governor. I will mention you. It's your record. It's not a talking point. It's your record. Governor Bush, I'll mention your name so that you can come in on this. I and I do want to bring you, you into really this. Do. Thank you. I want to bring you in on this because you've made this central to your campaign right now. watch the energy difference between Christie and 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 look at what an old politician he just comes across as such an old politician in comparison to that nearly seven minute exchange between Rubio and Christie, which was high energy. And Christie really came across as a, a, a no BS direct talking uh, the exact kind of person that's appealing to the public right now. Now we switch over to Bush, and it's such a night and day contrast in how he interacts. Here in New Hampshire in the last couple of days, but four years ago, you said of Senator Rubio, he was ready to be vice president. You spoke of his experience yeah. as well. You said he has the fortitude to be a good president. But just this week, you said Senator Rubio accomplished, quote, nothing in the Senate. How do you square the two? Well, first of all, he said the exact same thing about me, that I would make a great vice presidential nominee. Really? He said the same thing about me. That's So you could go on and say that I'd make a great vice presidential nominee. You can add that. But what, what the public just took there was, well, he said the same thing. That sounds like a little kid. Nothing in the Senate. How do you square the two? Well, first of all, he said the exact same thing about me. That now that's, jeez. Oh, that I would make a great vice Woo. presidential nominee when Mitt Romney was considering. I said, Marco, I think we were both right at the time. And Mitt picked somebody else. So let's move on to the 2016 race. Who has the leadership skills? Who has the leadership skills? Now, uh, the audience uh, turns out comprised full of uh, donors. That was something that Trump called out that you may have caught that I guess that they st they stacked – for some reason they stacked the audience full of donors. Uh, now, there was uh, – so this is why I find uh, what where Rubio lands and where Christie lands uh, extremely interesting after New Hampshire uh, because I'm not – I, I just – I can't really see the legitimacy of a Rubio campaign. And uh, I think Chris Christie at least has – I would like – what I look at uh, – when I look at the debate stage, I would like to see a Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton debating Chris Christie. Um, and I'm not so sure how well he would do. I think he'd do well for a while, but I'm not sure if once you upset him, how will he do? I'm not quite sure. Now, there's also uh, this this shenanigans going on right now about uh, about uh, Ted Cruz doing a little sabotage. I want to tell you more about that, but let's check in right now with the reporting. So uh, Trump is a clear winner right now, uh, pretty far and above. Uh, Kasich is actually still coming in pretty strongly above Bush, Cruz, or Rubio. So right now, the lineup is Kasich, Bush, Cruz, Rubio, and then Christie at the bottom um, with uh, – looks like about – uh, looks seventeen percent reporting at the moment, right now as we record this, and uh, I'll do a quick check in with the uh, with the good old boys over at the mainstream media. Let's start with uh, CNN. They've had the the put the stream that's been the most punished, but we'll check in and see if their stream is uh, actually up and if they're reporting. Oh yeah, they're going through. Boy, they they love to go through the different uh, the different breakdowns of where the votes are coming from. That's like their thing to do. We'll check in over Fox because I honestly couldn't give a crap about that. It's totally not going to work. Oh, Fox News has the flashing alert. And Bernie Sanders, and we are watching a close fight as you just saw for second on the Republican.
inside. John Kasich, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush. And our coverage continues throughout the night. Don't go away. We're right here for you. <laughs> oh, I think we'll go away. I think we'll go away. Yeah, so Bernie Sanders at 58% and Hillary Clinton at 40%. And, and you know, you heard the clip just a little bit ago. Some people thought that uh, Hillary Clinton was going to be pulling ahead. Uh, the Clintons are well-liked, I believe, is what he said, wasn't it? So that's kind of funny. Hmm, maybe not so well-liked after all. Maybe not so. All right, so we'll continue, we'll continue on while we wait for more results to come in. So let's, let's talk about this cruise thing. Uh, and I don't know if you've heard about this, but during the Iowa caucus, the cruise campaign was behind a calling campaign to go around and uh, spread some lies and rumors that you might say – sent some votes his way for Iowa and gave his campaign the big boost it needed to get to the number one position. And the Cruz campaign used some CNN reporting to substantiate these calls. But it turns out they exaggerated a little bit. And CNN wants to go out of their way to let everybody know they never claimed these things and that the Ted Cruz campaign is lying, which – I think it's rather historically notable that a news network is coming right out and saying that candidate is lying. We didn't say that. At no time did CNN say that Ben Carson was dropping out of this race. Not online, not on air, not anywhere. <laughs> so they uh, they did have some reporting that Carson – you know, it's funny. I remember watching this while we were doing the show uh, or while we were prepping for the show. I was looking at Twitter, watching this all live and following different Twitter reports. And people were talking about uh, – t- people were talking about Carson going home to do laundry and stuff on Twitter. I was like, what the hell is this? This was all part of this. The Ted Cruz campaign was spreading to send votes his way, uh, including calling people and things like that, using CNN reporting as their backing. But CNN never reported that. And for Ted Cruz to stand on stage once again tonight and suggest that CNN did is a flat-out lie. This is what was tweeted shortly before the caucuses opened that evening about Ben Carson's travel plans by R. Chris Moody. He tweeted, Ben Carson will likely speak at his victory party in Iowa before caucus results are in so he can catch a flight. Then he added, Carson won't go to North New Hampshire, South Carolina, but instead will head home to Florida for some R&R. He'll be in D.C. Thursday for the national prayer breakfast. And then this. Ben Carson's campaign tells me he plans to stay in the race beyond Iowa no matter what the results are tonight. All three of those tweets came out in less than two minutes before the caucuses even opened. And 45 minutes later, Moody hit it again by saying, folks, Ben Carson is just making a brief stop at home in Florida tonight. And campaign says he'll be back on the campaign trail by Wednesday. Yes, our on-air people came on and they talked about this. They said it's an unusual move by Ben Carson or any presidential candidate to not go directly on to New Hampshire. But again, in no way, shape, or form did they say that Ben Carson was dropping out of the race. Executives from CNN have been over this timeline with people from Cruz's campaign. The campaign has been called out for its dishonest handling of this information by Politico, PolitiFact, The Washington Post, and many others. And yet, once again, Ted Cruz stood on stage tonight and suggested that somehow this is based on what CNN did. And all CNN did was report the Facts. His claim is false. It was false from the get-go, and it remains false. 
Aside from that, you can find out many of the other things we checked in tonight's debate by going to CNN.com slash reality check. Wow. Talk about making an enemy with an entire news network. Can you believe that? Like that is uh, that is some serious, serious uh, gambling with uh, who uh, with uh, your your popularity, because not only are you gambling with the news network, but then that was a dirty tactic to call his supporters, to call Carson's supporters and say that he's pulling out of the race. That is just all kinds, all kinds of awful. All, I just I find that to be shocking that they got away with that. Um, Let's give a little attention to uh, the Jeb Bush campaign. We haven't talked a lot about Jeb Bush, and uh, I think he is—he was expecting to get at least uh, spot number two, uh, but right now he is coming in below Cruz. Cruz is coming in at third right now. He's moved up quite a bit, and uh, Bush is at 11.5%, Cruz 11.6%. So it's pretty tight between Bush and Cruz, and then Kasich's at 15.9%. So let's give a little attention to the Jeb Bush campaign real quick. We saw him a moment ago, Jeb Bush today, making a final push in New Hampshire. A solid finish here could breathe new life in his campaign, and he knows that. I've been written off. I've, I've seen obituaries written about myself, and like the guy from the, the town of, hall meeting, you yeah. know, I'm still alive. Uh, Tim Biller has been working the, uh, the case here for Jeb Bush, communications director here in studio. Nice to see you. Hey, thanks, Bill. So let's communicate how you think you're going to do today. Go. Well, I think as Marco might say, I think we can dispense with the notion that this uh, campaign is uh, is over or is, is not an is not a uh, competitive race. It certainly is going to be an extremely competitive deep field, uh, and we feel good. We have the best ground game. Uh, Look at this bus. Out there. That's the uh, jab. That's the jab bus. I got rid of the jab slogan. The jab with well, they you know they had the decals. Hey there, buddy. Hey man. So uh, I'm I getting situated here. Have you been following uh, in your route up here about what's going on right now where we're so, at? So 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 I you know one of the things you got to realize is, is you know if Obama doesn't realize what he's been doing for the past eight eight years, he knows exactly. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. What he's doing. Yeah. So we're waiting. We're at this point. We are awaiting uh, victory speech from, speeches from Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. Sanders. All right, I'll be able to get some of those online. I am personally also looking forward to the Hillary Clinton uh, speech about not winning. That's good. Oh, okay. What do you call those? Your oh, uh, concession speech? Or? Yeah, well, it's not really a concession uh, because you know if you don't realize what you know what she's been doing for the past eight years, she knows exactly what she's been <laughs> okay, doing. Okay, all right, okay, Sorry. good. Sorry. Sorry. I know. So that, that Rubio just got. I mean, Christie well, just tore into but him. But you right? know what? That's totally fair game. And you know what? After the third, fourth time, you know what? I give. I give major kudos to Christie for jumping in there and going, you know what? Stop. <laughs> Good for him. Concession I- speech. Concession speech. Here, CNN is covering right now Hill Dog's concession. Well, Jake, I can tell you she is en route uh, here to deliver a speech, but a very different kind of speech than she, of course, wanted to give. Now, there, there are signs of life here at this rally. You can probably see behind me. Uh, that was not the case a few moments ago. They turned on some pretty loud music and are getting the crowd fired up. Oh, man, they're going to get us pulled down playing that, aren't they? Oh, the music. <laughs> fair use, fair use, fair use, fair use. Does that work? Can you just do that and you two won't get you pulled down? Oh, so, yeah. so Hill Dog is en route to do her concession speech, which honestly I'm looking forward to, which means we're going to get that before the Bernie speech. 
Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll be able to, to flip around because uh, you know I have the. You're gonna flip it and reverse it. Yeah. Now we're gonna now Chase is here. We'll get some more streams up. So we'll have yeah. some more backup streams. And I'm gonna tune in over to uh, the uh, the boys over at Fox. And also be curious if you want to pull up maybe MSNBC and see what. Yeah, Bri-Wai I can, I can definitely to. get that for you. I would love to see how Brywise is doing. Uh, in the meantime, though, let's go to my number two, my big, my fave, my gal, Megan Kelly. Oh, oh, they took. They just took Megan off. Is this how the five works? No. Oh. This is how I'm, I'm asking your indulgence. But I'm struck that Christie's the guy who put the knife in, and he didn't get any benefit from it. Doesn't look like it. Or both. So, somebody was saying he pulled a Jeff Galuli. So they're talking about how Chris Christie doesn't seem to have gotten a boost by his attack on Rubio, which uh, I guess is kind of an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's. Um, hey, I got, we got Bry Y. Oh, Bry Y. I'll, I'll bring up Bry from either Trump or Sanders headquarters. So they're there. All right, we'll keep an eye on there. It's good. I'm glad we got Brywy now. So, yeah. so Brywy, maybe we'll pull in their stream when they go to. Uh, hey, the Rand Paul, one percent. Nice job for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, you think? Uh, you, uh, I think. I wonder. I wonder how Carson's going to do. We'll see how Carson right now. Carson is. Uh, Geez, two point four percent. So yikes. So when now, obviously, we know Bush has a lot of money, and and he will not, um, you know, jump out right away because no. you know he needs to make sure he tries to get his vest and his investors a good return so, on their and, investment. And something to consider about a lot of that money chase yeah. is uh, that means that uh, he he is already financing his next game in every other state. Like he's. Like so, when you take somebody uh, like uh, Kasich, right, who's doing pretty well in New Hampshire right now, uh, he's uh, he's coming in right below Trump. Well, they spend everything they have on New Hampshire. Like that was they went all in, right? This is one of many game plans that Jeb Bush has going on right now because right. of that money he has. Same with same with the dog. One of many one of game many game plans she has going on. So uh, I was just covering a little bit uh, just before you got in. I was covering a little bit of. The uh, GOP debate and sort of how uh, Christie went in on Rubio. Uh, if you want to watch for Hill Dog's concession, I have I a little bit of uh, highlights from the Democrat debate, too, where they talked about the top security threats that we covered last week that were facing the U.S. And Sanders says, it's not Russia. It's not Russia. And Clinton says, it's Russia. Sanders says, no, it's not Russia. It's North Korea. Uh, so uh, we'll play a little bit of this clip because it's a it's an interesting little uh, comparison on the two Democrat candidates' uh, national security outlook. Democratic presidential frontrunner Bernie Sanders has taken on the U.S. establishment's claim that Russia is one of America's top threats. He went head to head then with rival nomination seeker Hillary Clinton in the latest debate. RT's Gunnar Chichikan listened in. On foreign policy, the candidates were asked to identify the top security threats for the United States. Three countries, North Korea, Iran, Russia. How would you rank them in order of their threat to America's security right now? Starting with the biggest threat. ISIS, you forgot one. Secretary of Defense Ash Carter this week picked one of those three, and he said Russia was the basically the most important national security threat, sort of reorienting the defense and the challenges to that. Uh, do you agree with his decision? No, I don't. I worry, uh, I worry very, very much about an isolated country. That's what makes me nervous. Russia lives in the world. China lives in the world. North Korea is a very, very strange country because it is so isolated. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, did not dispute Ash Carter's ranking of Russia as the biggest threat for U.S. national security. What Secretary Carter is looking at is the constant 
pressure that Russia is putting on our European allies, the way that Russia is trying to move the boundaries of the post-World War II Europe, the way they he is trying. Now watch how she goes from they. She's talking about Russia. Right. The way they now she's saying he all of a sudden she starts saying he, which means it must be Putin trying to set European countries against one another, seizing territory. She added that to counter Russia, the U.S. needs to send more armor to Europe. And generally, she sounded more militaristic than Bernie Sanders. Meantime, the latest poll from New Hampshire suggests Sanders has a 15 percent lead after that debate, which didn't just focus on foreign policy. Of course, the two Democratic candidates traded blows over the role of big business in U.S. politics. And who made favors? If we do not get a handle on money in politics and the degree to which big money controls the political process in this country, nobody is going to bring about the changes that is needed in this country for the middle class and working families. I think it's time to end the very artful smear that you and your campaign have been carrying out in recent weeks. And let's talk. Let's talk. And then Bernie's like, oh, let's talk about the issues. Ooh, ooh. So uh, we are also, while we're playing this clip, we're, hi there. Oh, hi. Look, I'm wearing my Linux Unplugged swag, everybody. (laughs) While we are uh, playing this clip, we are also monitoring uh, the uh, Hillary uh, feeds there. And what else are they? It's not just Hill Dogs feed, Chase. We have two feeds coming in on that one shot. Yeah, one shot on the left there. You got Bernie Sanders. They've already projected him as the winner. Uh, Obviously, they they know this uh, already because of all the exit polling that they've done. They've started to release those numbers. And Hillary as well. So I'm not sure who's going to hit the stage so first. So this is but we're uh, Rachel and Brywa again, right? That's Andrew correct. From the campaign. Now let's go to Jacob Soboroff, who's been watching some of these returns tonight uh, with a bunch of young folks who were voting tonight in uh, Durham, New Hampshire. We saw Jacob with these folks earlier. Young folks, Chase. Yeah, place. young college kids. Uh, Jacob, what's the reaction with the crowd you are with? They seem what, to be what, very how are they feeling? Sanders earlier when you asked them. That's exactly right, Rachel. Another enthusiastic crowd. In fact, the reason I'm here is because some of the folks wow, you see the these numbers, Chris. What's that? Nearly a twenty point winner for Bernie. I think this is actually higher than projections. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nearly twenty points, and that—that's. I think honestly, that's significant because a lot of the people they're saying about, on average, about ten to fourteen percent of the voters in New Hampshire were independent, mm-hmm. meaning that they would decide on the day of of voting. And it seems to be, just looking at the initial polling here, is that they decided to go with Bernie. I'm thinking so. And obviously, they've clearly – Trump, by the way, too, is 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 pretty clearly winning, too. Look at this. Trump is at 34 percent. His wow. closest competitor is Kasich, who's in at 16 percent, who most of the U.S. doesn't even know. Bush is actually doing pretty good now. Bush is up at 12 percent. So when does Carson, Paul – Huckabee, when are they officially are out? I mean, is Huckabee out? I thought, I thought, I thought that he was. I'm curious about Carson. I, is I the not, reason why he's on the ballot because he was already on the ballot, and that's why Fiona and Carson. That's probably. Why. I think Fiona and Carson are your next dropouts from the Republican side. I think. In this poll, in this exit poll, people who say they wanted someone who tells it like it is, or this equality, 62 percent of those vote uh, the tell it like it is voters uh, chose. Donald Trump, he just blew everybody away. He blew away. everybody away core, on everything. That they is the core like of his yeah, But this one is really noteworthy. Can bring changes the other. And those two are the two most important right. qualities for more than, for a majority. Of- I would agree. Can bring change. Let's go over to uh, Brywy and see what they're talking about. Yeah, well, uh, Brywy's talking to, to a guest right now. Um, 
uh, this uh, situation developed before. Within the last week, there's a, there's a first poll come out that shows a national tie within two points, uh, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama. I mean, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Because, because she will push those policies that Barack Obama put forward, you know, because, you know, the last eight years is no coincidence. Wait, what was that line again? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, he knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing. He knows exactly what yeah. he's doing. Uh, yeah. All right, so you know MSNBC is pretty good for coverage of the left side, which is uh, which is kind of interesting, but it's not as diverse as uh, the right side of things are. Right. So when we want to go to the right, we got to go over to our butters at Fox, Fox News. Uh, their victory celebration. They're chanting Bernie, Bernie behind me. They're waiting for him. We're told the choreography might be Hillary Clinton, as you noted, coming out first nah. uh, and, and yeah. conceding. That's she what I expect. Yeah, same here. Privately conceded, I've confirmed. She placed a phone call a short time ago to Bernie Sanders, conceded that she had lost New Hampshire. She's going to come out, talk about that, and then Bernie Sanders will uh, speak as well. What's interesting as well is that they are playing music like Burn, Baby, Burn. Uh, They're chanting, Bernie has our back. We don't Bernie. need no super PAC. Now, <laughs> Bernie has our back. I gotta, we don't need no super I got to ask you. <laughs> all right. So, obviously, Trump winning, not a huge shock. We, we saw that trending. Yeah. What is, I think, a little shocking is Kasich, I can never say his name right. Kasich, I think, yeah. Kasich, second. Bush, third. And I think, honestly, that that gives a lot of hope to the Bush campaign for Mr. Jeb, right? Yeah, I'm really see, I'm really I've really been getting the sense for a while that uh, the the reason why Jeb is hanging in there is he expects as the playing field narrows, things are going to go his way. And I I really hope that's not what happens. I really I don't think Jeb is a great candidate for a lot of reasons, not just because his name is Bush. Uh, (laughs) um, But unfortunately, I don't I don't really feel good about any of these candidates at this point. So, well, Rubio the big weakness, and obviously we've been alluding to, is his robotic talking points, his pre-scripted <laughs> it's talking. Bad, man. And it's, it's really bad. bad, and obviously Christy called him out on it, and rightly so. And it's one of those situations where now his huge weakness has been shown, He and he's gone the other way. He's like saying, oh, no, I, I, I'm intentionally repeating these points. Mm-hmm. because it, No, you're intentionally repeating the points because you haven't, you don't have the experience. And, you know, I've heard this argument. On, and I don't know if I believe in it or not, but some people think that governors make much better presidents than senators do because obviously they've had to govern. They, right. They've had to manage their state, and now they're taking it to a larger level. Would you agree or disagree with that? It, you know, the theory seems sound. Um, it's not, it's not super, I, 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 it's not very, uh, well, I'm not sure if I know the number, but I think Brock might have been... One of few, if only the one-term U.S. senators ever elected as president. Wow. Uh, so Rubio is basically going for number two, I think. I mean, it's well, pretty he's, rare. he's going for the Obama-like thing, right? You know, the, a young guy. Uh, you know, see Sarah Palin. Now, by the way, there's an exception to that. Sarah was only in there for, a, what, a year? And then she jumped out. And so I wouldn't count that. I'm talking about like a, a governor that has, you know, done a full term, maybe even two terms, you know, not jumped out on the job. That kind of thing. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment, as it were. There, uh, Mr. Chase. What do we have over uh, here? They're showing a live shot now of the Trump campaign headquarters, and now actually they just clipped off of that. Uh, they're still waiting for Bernie Sanders. Okay. They're now getting the stage set up yeah, for I Bernie. See that. They're, I see they're that. calling people in to get in the background. So, which obviously, I still think we're going to hear from Clinton first. We should. Uh, I mean, you would think. 
So I, I've been watching the different uh, the different networks so far. I, I like this split shot that uh, MSNBC's got going on. That's a good that's a good technique. I'm surprised CNN isn't taking that. Uh, up. There's Rachel and Brywy. You know, Bry- So do you think Brywy's going to make his way back to network TV? Maybe when we get towards the presidential campaign. I mean, maybe we need to make a Brywy. I think that's his here. hope, right? Oh, you think? Well, you you think like by the time that we have our two candidates, then they bring Brywy in or. Maybe the the uh, ratings are coming up a little bit since Brywy is now on MSNBC. I don't know. I got an idea, Chase. They look good uh, together. I got a, I got a crazy idea. You want to hear my crazy idea? Uh, are you are you uh, taking us down this road once again? This this road that let's put it to a smells. poll. Let's put it oh, to you're going to do a poll. No, no, oh, I don't have oh. a ba- I don't have a bacon. Uh, no I say bacon. we put okay. it to a poll. All right, fair enough. I'll create a straw poll. All right. Uh, oops, that's not what I was trying to copy paste. I'll put, <laughs> okay. I'll put a straw poll together. All right. I'll ask the chat room. Is Brywy going to make it back to mainstream television? Mainstream. Will Brywy come? Will he make a comeback? We'll put it to the chat room and we'll get a little vote yeah. going and see. I myself. I think it's an easy yes. It's just a matter of time. I think he will come back to. Hey, wait. And by the way, you don't consider MSNBC mainstream? Well, you know what I mean. Like, actually, <laughs> I know. Network. I mean, ne- well, networks back that get to watched. The network. Networks that get watched is what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, while I, while I uh, put together that straw poll, why don't we tune into CNN? I believe it is printed on coffee cups with her name under it. Oh, that's uh, not CNN. We expect him to make a passing oh, reference to Marco yeah. Rubio, which in some ways is a slap in the face by not even acknowledging him too much, and that's what we expect from him to say tonight. But most importantly, heading into South Carolina. Hmm. I don't find either one of their coverages particularly compelling right now, so I want to run something past you. Uh, Please do. I, I have a couple of clips that I want to play for you, Chase, and uh, to see if uh, you know we have some thoughts and commentary on them. Of course, we always like to cover a little uh, terrorism news from time to time on the show. That's right. And uh, last week in the Supporter Show, we talked about a bomb that went off or some sort of explosion on a plane. There's a follow-up to that story now that points it to al-Qaeda and terrorism. Al-Qaeda. So you watch for the uh, concession speech from Hill Dog, and I'll play this clip while we get ready. Sounds good. Camera, are you ready, Chase? Camera two. Hmm. Oh, hold on, we got. Hold on, Chase. Oh, we got. We got a wolf. We got. We, we, we have a wolf, wolf spotting. Wolf update. Four percent. Thirty-four percent. That's pretty amazing for Donald Trump right now. Uh, that is pretty John good. John Casey, fifteen percent. Look at this. They Manolo love this music. For, uh, sec- second and third place. Twelve, twelve, and sponsored 10. by Audi. Bush at twelve percent. Ted Cruz at twelve percent. They're tied right now. Six thousand nine hundred ninety-six oh, for Bush. Six thousand nine hundred ninety-six yeah. for Ted Cruz. They are literally tied are, for third yeah, place like, right they now. They are literally not tied. Real, not far behind. Six thousand. Clinton and Sanders not tied this time. The vote. Chris Christie a little. <laughs> Look at that. So uh, Jeb, uh, Jeb and Cruz right at 600 and 996. Let's update you on the Democratic side. Bernie Thanks Sanders, the independent senator from Vermont. He is the winner. Wait a minute. Uh, and he's got an impressive lead. I love lead. how they say he's independent, but he's lead. 23% of the precincts reporting 58% for Bernie Sanders, only 40% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, that, that number, 10,000 votes ahead. Very, very impressive. Once again, Bernie Sanders is going to be making a victory speech momentarily, we're told. Donald Trump is going to be making a victory speech momentarily. Of course, we will have live coverage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Trump victory speech is going to be great, isn't it? That's going to be a that's going to be a show. All right. So I just put the straw poll in the chat room to start voting on Brywy. What is your prediction, Chase, for Brywy? Will he make it back? uh, I think so. I mean, obviously, he's he's uh, I mean, look at him right now. He's. I mean, literally, look at him right now. He's he's got the pose. He's got the angle. He's he's talk. He's cross doing he's crossfire now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah um, I think he will. I mean, you know, obviously, he's sh- he. A lot of reporters. Let me put it this way: a lot of reporters would have walked away 
and said, you know, I, I let my network down and maybe gone to another network. But you know what? He believes so strongly in com- making that comeback and earning the trust of the American people, Chris, mm. that, you know. Mm, Chase, that's beautiful, Chase. That he, that's <laughs> he, good. He will come back. All right. Well, let's do while we wait for uh, some more results. Well, I want to play this clip about the, an update on that airplane. Well, now it appears to be a bomb, I guess. Uh, so you have you probably heard about this. Story. Oh, yeah. National Airport. This closed-circuit TV footage shows two airport workers handling what looks to be a laptop computer. Moments later, one of them gives the laptop to Abdullahi Abdisalam Borle, who soon after boarded a plane bound for Djibouti. That plane, Dallo Airlines Flight 3159, took off an hour later than scheduled. After about 20 minutes, there was an explosion inside the plane. The laptop was rigged, according to sources close to the investigation, to explode mid-flight. Laptop bomb! Bole was ejected out of the plane and left a gaping hole in the fuselage. This terrifying cell phone footage shows flight attendants moving people away from the hole, which was directly over the fuel tanks. But because the flight had been delayed, the plane had not yet reached cruising altitude and the cabin was not fully pressurized. Therefore, the explosion was much smaller and the pilot was able to turn around and land the plane safely. If the cabin had been fully pressurized, the explosion likely, according to experts, would have been catastrophic. This was not a technical fault, but a deliberate terror act. Somali authorities have arrested more than 20 people, they say, including the two men seen handing the laptop to Borle. No one has claimed responsibility for the explosion, but U.S. officials tell CNN they believe al-Qaeda-linked Somali militant group al-Shabaab is behind the attack. A team of FBI investigators is on the ground in Mogadishu assisting Somali police and intelligence to try to piece together exactly how this near disaster could have happened. You know, uh... They've uh, say they've now found the body, of course, and that uh-huh. uh, they, yeah they have tied it back to Al Shabaab. Um, Chase was results coming from the chat room. Seventy five percent say he will not make it back to NBC. He I mean, won't. That's what seventy five. But but what's our what's our right now our our populace is only how many votes? It's still coming in at uh, yeah. They're still coming a, in a broad uh, eight votes because yeah, I just put it. In the yeah, chat we room. yeah we need more. I think more. but I, I think you could call back. it like CNN calls it. All right, Chase. So as the evening CNN progresses, projection. Yeah, we'll do a little. We'll do a little unfiltered projection here. Uh, as the evening progresses, uh, chat room. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole uh, clown show that is uh, the uh, 2016 presidential race. You can call us. What? Yeah, I'll what? start taking calls right now. You, one, have, you have a phone. One eight seven seven. What three free three four seven zero zero one one. One eight. Uh, do they call number five and they get a free like Trump poster? I don't think anybody's gonna call one eight seven seven. Now, now, you, now, people are gonna call three four seven zero zero one one. Uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on all of the shenanigans that are happening, so right wait. Now. So how how are these calls coming through? Uh, Noah set up a Linux asterisk box to handle calls. Oh, I love asterisks. Yeah, and, it, and uh, you got an eight hundred number and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Well, we want to make it. Can possible you can you get more than one call and line them up or no? Yeah. In fact, uh, we, the way we had Roddenkorps offered to screen the calls and then he lines them up into a queue for me and I can take them. But I just figured since we probably won't get many calls, we could just take them live if we needed to. Wow. Well, you ju- yeah. you just you've just uh, basically tempted the the whole listening public now to troll us. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. I don't 
don't, I don't, I, most people like to prefer to just be passive and watch. But if somebody has a strong thought on uh, maybe uh, where Rubio is going to shake out or Christie is going to shake out or where things are going for. Uh, so give us a call, 877 347 Call now and you can go to the gun show. Or any Brywise insights as well. Now, uh, Megan's back up to chat Ooh, with her panel Megan. and let's turn this to the significance of this, Chris. Well, nothing. Uh, but it's nothing. We love doing it. I mean, we got to warm up somewhere. Why do you say that? No, look, in 2012, Mitt Romney won the state by much, not a month, but he, he won the state by a stouter margin even than Trump is on his way to doing Hello, it. you're on Unfilter. Who are we talking to? This is Sweet Lou. Hello, Mr. Lou. What do you think of the clown show so far tonight? Have you been watching it? Uh, well, I've been watching the clips and pieces of it. Yeah. And yeah. I and I, I did uh, see this, this stuff of, uh, uh, well, uh, What's a what's a friendly term to describe uh, Chris Christie? The takedown, and, uh, the takedown that he did of Rubio, the uh, the bullying of Rubio. The uh, I wouldn't call it a bully. I think he was calling him out. Yeah, I kind of agree too. Uh, you don't think you think sweetly? Uh, do you think it was too much of an attack? You're not a fan of Christie, are you? Uh, no, um, I'm not a fan of any of them, and I only semi trust Sanders. Yeah, yeah. So, he's he's done really well tonight. I think He's done better than well. I th- you know, the three speeches I'm looking forward to, I hope we don't have to wait too long, because the three speeches I'm really looking forward to is Sanders' win, Hill Dog's concession, and Trump's win. <laughs> That's I, The other guys are going to be interesting, too. Going to uh, make America great again. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey Chris, yeah. uh, unrelated, are, are, you, are you aware of it? challenge that I laid out between you and Jesus and quite a while ago ever since he called you out on no agenda. The ch- I do know the there was way- a challenge. I don't recall the details because it feels like a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. At the donate one one grand to no agenda by the time that last 500 rolls around. A thousand dollars? I would have to do a crowdfunding a campaign. Wow. Oh, that actually would Night be really- man. If I could get a knighthood in the name of the Unfilter Show, that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and Wow. Maybe we should consider like doing a little uh, Patreon crowdfunding or something. I wouldn't like do that. a Patreon. I would do a separate just yeah, – uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's, what are those I don't things? know, like a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, yeah GoFundMe. And I'd yeah. kick in, and then we everybody can we go, and then we go – Yeah, we'd all kick in and do yeah. a one-time thing, be very clear with it. All right. You'll have yeah. to remind me of that, Mr. Lou, when we're not you know, live doing a show because right. you know, we're kind of doing yeah. a thing. But yeah, right. good idea. Thanks for calling in, man, being our first caller on the show. Yeah. Have a good yeah. one. You're welcome. Now, now, Chris, I got to ask you, what do you think is going through Hillary's head right now? Right. You know, she thought that she was going to get make this close and it's actually worse. And obviously, the uh, there was a recent announcement that the FBI is, in fact, investigating Hill Dog. You know, they actually came out because they kind of had to because of Freedom of Information Act request. I don't know if you saw that. You probably did. Mm-hmm. So now what? I mean, Hillary's just like, you know, you know what she's going to go? She's going to go, you know, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Um, actually, we have, yeah, we, we, do. We, have, right we have now. Bill, Chelsea, and looks like Hillary's about Look, ready to take the podium Rubio. right now. Oh. What's going to happen here? Are they going to continue uh, North South Carolina and let Trump... So we got Hill Dog going. No, uh, wrong audio. I think we need to... I think that's... And are they going to continue to shoot at each other? Oh, it is? Take 15 seconds because you can see where we're going. Yep, there we go. I just say that Casey. It's like they're talking about those graphics. 
of Jack Kemp and Ronald Reagan and fiscal conservatism. It's a good combo for New Hampshire. And eight of our presidents have come from Ohio. Um, She's starting right now. Clinton, uh, her husband, the former president, her daughter. Her husband. Uh, off to your side, <laughs> camera right. Let's her husband. Tonight, if we'd actually won, this is a whoa, pretty exciting wow, uh, whoa. event, and I'm very grateful to all of you. Look at her being I honest. I want to begin by congratulating Senator Sanders on his victory tonight, and I want to thank each and every one of you, and I want to say I still love New Hampshire, and I always will. But thanks for not coming through for me. Thanks for nothing. And Everybody's getting their cell phones out. Now we take this campaign to the entire country. We're going to fight for every vote in every state. Oh, wait, is she taking the... We're going to fight for real solutions that make a real difference in people's lives. You know, when I started this she campaign she taking the underdog role here, Chris? No, I, I think what she's taking uh, is she's like, she's saying this isn't really a big, this isn't, this doesn't matter. This isn't a big threat. We're going just... That's what I'm thinking. She's trying to downplay the significance of New Hampshire, which she might be right to do. There's still a lot of fight left. Because their governor wanted to save money. It isn't right for a grandmother here in New Hampshire or anywhere else to have to choose between paying rent and buying medicine because a prescription drug company increased the price 4,000% overnight. Oh, jeez. And it isn't right that a cashier that... I met here in New Hampshire's son is paid less than her son for doing the same work, even though she's been on the job. How much did you take for that speaking engagement, Hillary? You know, this is the problem is people are aware of the money she's taking in. And and she can't do these comparisons. It's a very bad idea. It comes across as insincere to the. Yeah. If she just avoided this stuff and said, look, uh, you know, I'm rich, but I'm also I'm very I'm a powerful person. I'm well connected and I can make shit happen around the world. Uh, that would be much more legitimate than I connect with the fact that some of you can't afford your pharmaceuticals. No, you don't. No. Who is the best change maker? And here's what I promise. I will continue Barack Obama's blah, blah, blah. Is that what she's going to say? I promise I will work harder than anyone to actually make the changes that make your lives better. In this campaign, you've heard a lot about Washington and about Wall Street. Oh. Now, Senator Sanders and I both want to get secret, unaccountable money out of politics. And let's remember, let's remember, Citizens United, one of the worst Supreme Court decisions in our country's history, was actually a case about a right-wing attack on me and my campaign. A right-wing organization took aim at me and ended up damaging our entire democracy. Do you find a certain amount of irony that uh, Sanders' campaign goes after political funding and Citizens United so much when he also at the same time talks about how he's his his average contribution is $27 and he sort of epitomizes how even in a post-Citizens United world and a campaign financing gone, gone awry. He's able to compete. Also, I would ask – so he is a currently the Democratic frontrunner, right? I would ask you after tonight, who's the Republican frontrunner, Chase? Oof. It's Cruz. Or it's right. not, I'm sorry. It's Trump. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and 
Trump is also self-funding his campaign. Yeah. So uh, the two people on the front right now, the Republican and the Democrat side, yeah. are not super PAC backed. I mean, there are super PACs. Well, one's self-funding. The other one is is community driven funding. And I think that's a major difference. Yeah. With higher wages and more good paying jobs, including a bold national mission to create millions of jobs in clean energy, manufacturing and infrastructure. That's the Obama line. Yeah. We need to unleash again the innovation of our entrepreneurs. That's a direct Obama line. Oh, yeah, totally. It's easier for parents to balance work and family. Close the loopholes in our tax code. Crack down on corporations that game the system. Stop other countries from taking advantage of us with unfair trade practices. But even all that is not enough. We also have to break through the barriers of bigotry. African-American parents shouldn't have to worry that their children will be harassed, humiliated, even shot because of the color of their skin. Any person of color behind her? Immigrant families shouldn't have to lie awake at night listening for a knock on the door. LGBT Americans shouldn't be fired from their jobs because of who they are or who they love. Oh my gosh, it's Anderson Cooper! But wait a minute, there's already discrimination laws in place, I thought. finally deliver something long overdue, equal pay for women in this... A president has to do all parts of the job for all Americans to make sure nothing holds you back. Not debt, not discrimination, not a deck that's always stacked for those at the top. Not the government. So when she called Sanders and conceded, I bet in that phone call, part of that conversation was, can I go first? Because then I get more people watching. The, the earlier speeches in the news broadcast, the more people are watching, right? Yeah. Because uh, this, you got to remember, this is something that's happening on the East Coast. We're on the West Coast right now. Well, in New York, it's 9 p.m. already. So her concession, that's why she's all fired up right now. Because she's getting, she is getting primetime television on all of the news networks. Every one of them. And then Sanders comes out later after less people are watching. The heroic work for all the rest of us. But when children anywhere in our country go to bed hungry or are denied a quality education or who face abuse or abandonment, that diminishes all of us. It's all about the children, Chase. That's why I did start my career at the Children's Defense Fund. That's why I went undercover. And She's literally doing the think of the children route. Racism in schools. That's why I worked to reform juvenile justice in South Carolina. And that is why I went to Flint. Michigan on Sunday. Oh, boy. You know, though, she's really, this is her strength, is uh, she has a, because she has literally been in a career, she's been a career politician, she has a very varied record. Some of that's very bad, and some of that is good, and she can point to what she considers at least good and exemplify that. She has a real track record. Right. With I mean, she was Secretary of State, for God's sakes. Yeah. The argument for the campaign. Maybe she should talk about how she screwed up Syria. Human rights as women's rights. Human rights as gay rights. Human rights as worker rights. Human rights as voting rights. Human it, rights. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, she she wants to do the campaign finance reform, and she's doing taking millions and millions. Obama said the same thing. I, it doesn't that make sense. That is what to me. I've always done. That is why I am in this race. I know I have some work to do, 
particularly with young people. But I will repeat again what I have said this week. Even even if they are not supporting me now, I support them because I know. Start by not calling them young people. I know I've had a blessed life, but I also know what it's like to stumble and fall. And so many people across America know that feeling. And we've learned it's not whether you get knocked down that matters. It's whether you get back up. Interesting stat, by the way. I don't know if she'll bring up the gender question here. Uh, Women comprised uh, 55% of the primary in New Hampshire today. Their vote, 55% Sanders, 44% Clinton. We've got to believe in the basic proposition of our country when all Americans have the chance to succeed, when each of us has the opportunity to live up to our own God-given potential. Then and only then can America live up to its potential as well. And every sentence on a high inflection. Right. So let me, let me thank all of you. I am very grateful. To my wonderful family, knowing they are by my side. My husband, Bill. (laughs) To the thousands of volunteers and organizers who called neighbors and knocked on doors in the New Hampshire snow. To everyone who went to HillaryClinton.com to give what you could. More than 700,000 people have contributed to this campaign. And how many Wall Street banks? How many? I know that doesn't fit with the narrative. I know there are those who want to deny the passion and the purpose you all show every day for this campaign. Chris, stop denying the narrative. By the way, Chris, full disclosure, you know what's interesting? Fox News not covering this. Uh, no, they just wrapped. Oh, they just did? Oh, okay. Different, different. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I looked over and I didn't see it. I was like, wow. Yeah, so here's what Fox News is talking scandal, about. But also Wall Street and Bernie Sanders hit that hard. She sounded a lot like Bernie Sanders in those remarks right there. I mean, she sounded like she was moving over to his positions on a lot of these I issues. I actually thought that, too. Um, yeah. We want to get our panel to weigh in. In fact, she even said, I agree with Senator Sanders. He starts. He's the or something like winner. that. Back with us now, Britt Hume. And Martha McCallum is here as well. Britt, when you listened to her, you would have thought she won. Yeah, I know. I've always wondered why candidates do that. I guess they can't resist the primetime TV opportunity to come in and deliver their, their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He was clearly doing there. I, it, it, apropos of what you two were just saying, there's a number here that just fascinates me. Do you think the U.S. economic system generally favors the wealthy? All right, we got another caller on the line. Uh, hello, caller. Who you is? Oh, my name is uh, Bank from the chat room. Well, hello, Bank from the chat room. And uh, what are you thinking? Did you just get done watching the Hill Dog speech? Any immediate reactions you have? Um, no, I just wanted to call and say hey. Hey. And, uh, Wish you a good night. Thank you, sir. I just Thanks. Okay. All right. All right. We'll have a good one. Uh, all right. So uh, I think that uh, the uh, I I think my, my favorite right now is the MSNBC coverage. Again, I not not necessarily for content, but for style of coverage. That factors in. I've been go over there. An excited non-victory speeches. And to all of those in the audience candidate. who are holding their phones vertically, shame on you. Yeah, right. Did you did you notice that? Oh man! Yeah, uh, Fox News is now. By the way, they've taken up this. They've taken up. They're doing the triple shot. Whoa. Look at that. We got Trump, Kasich, which is going to also do an interesting speech, I would think. 
and Bernie. Back with us now, is Britt Hume. Right and Martha now? McCallum is here as well. Britt, when you listen no, to her, yes. you would have thought she won. Yeah, I know. Oh, I this is the streams are all getting all messed up. People are really tuning in. This is a major. Uh, this is a major event. Uh, so, chat room, if you want to call in, the lines are open. The, the phone number is one eight seven seven three four seven zero zero one one. Nice and easy. Eight seven seven three four seven zero zero one one. You can call in and give us your thoughts on these shenanigans. I I find that speech by Hillary to be really something. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It was it was. Well, I, uh, I think Britt Hume nailed it. I mean, obviously she took advantage. Oh wait, Sanders is taking the podium oh, right really? now. Let's uh, cut into MSNBC. That's happening fast. Here we go. Yeah, they really timed that close, didn't they? Here yes, we go. Yes, they did. Here is the Democratic winner of the New Hampshire primary. <laughs> Stretch, uh, stretch. After Hillary Clinton gave her speech, we will now hear from Bernie Sanders. Uh oh! Come on, streams. Yeah, everybody's getting excited. Chase, everybody's getting real excited. I got I can go to a backup stream too over here if you All want. All right. Yeah. I got it. Uh, I got it. I got it. There we go. They're just playing music right now. He's just kind of taking a victory lap, and I suppose, you know, uh, rightfully so. Uh, he's gotten way further than anybody said he would. In fact, I'm sure that's a point he himself will touch on. He likely did, after, like he did after Iowa. Uh, and uh, he was, I think, uh, I think he expected to win Iowa if there was a good turnout. And he had a good turnout, and yet he still didn't win. Look at that. Wow, he's ecstatic. You hear that crowd? That's much bigger crowd. Holy crap. Wow. Thank you. All right, you got your stream back up? Yeah, he's already started speaking on this stream. Okay, let's go. Who works so tirelessly. He's losing his voice, isn't he? night and day, made phone calls and knocked on a heck of a lot of doors. And we won because of your energy. Thank you all so much. By the way, Tyler in the chat room, thanks for pointing it out. Many people of color behind Bernie, by the way. Oh. Many. Oh, oh another stream. Boy, this is going to be something. We'll just keep jumping on top of This is like a hot yeah, potato chase. hot potato indeed. Okay, I'll go back over. So that was a MSNBC stream that just died out. We'll go back and see how the CNN stream is handled. Here in the Granite State, who works so tirelessly. <laughs> That's all right. Our stream's ahead, Bob. But yeah, it's crazy. Is yours working again? It is. I like your feed better. I'll switch to you. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. This is kind of fun, actually. We have sent the message that will echo from Wall Street to Washington, from Maine to California. And that is that the government of our great country belongs to all of the people and not just a handful of wealthy campaign contributors and their super PACs. Making a nod there on the financing. Nine months ago... 
That's all right. It's okay. You know what? I still have a backup. California. Oh, and he's back. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh maybe. <laughs> and that is that the government of our great country oh, we've heard belongs this part. to all there you of go, you're the back. people. We'll no, go back to you. No, so I'm not. So we don't, oh, you're not? No. Uh, well, we'll just wait a second. It's not okay. that important. Uh, it's it's okay. It's it's getting nailed, huh? Oh, you, man, all you the know, connections are getting nailed What's interesting about right this now. is we're, uh, we're using different streams, different, totally different technologies. To different providers these. and everything. Yeah, yeah, it is really getting – it's really something. Nine months ago, we began our campaign here in New Hampshire – we had no campaign organization, we had no money, and we were taking on the most powerful political organization in the United States of America. Is he talking about Hill Dog there? Yep. Wow, that's a pretty dramatic way to put it. And tonight, with what appears to be a record-breaking voter turnout... 20 points. A grumpy 74-year-old man is, has, is like rock star crowd right now. Because of a huge voter turnout, and I say huge, <laughs> we won because we harnessed the energy and the excitement that the Democratic Party will need to succeed in November. here in New Hampshire in terms of an enthusiastic and aroused both the Democratic candidates are losing their voices when they when they do these speeches large numbers that is what will happen all over this country and let us never forget Democrats and progressives win when voter turnout is high. Interesting. This is this is an important point for him. Win when people are demoralized and voter Whoa. turnout is low. Whoa! Wow. Tonight we serve notice to the political and economic establishment of this country that the American people will not continue to accept a corrupt campaign finance system that is undermining American democracy, and we will not accept a rigged economy in which ordinary Americans work longer hours for lower wages, while almost all new income and wealth goes to the top He's always got to nail this point, right? That's right. One of his major bullet points. At least it's getting that message on the mainstream, if nothing else. I want to take this opportunity again to congratulate Secretary Clinton and her organization and supporters for waging a vigorous campaign. I hope that in the days ahead we can continue to wage a strong, issue-oriented campaign and bring new that's him actually coming out and basically saying, let's let's stick to the bullet points and not try to be smeary. And obviously, that's what she's been trying to do lately. I also hope that we all remember 
And this is a message not just to our opponents, but to those who support me as well, that we will need to come together in a few months and unite this party and this nation because the right-wing Republicans we oppose must not be allowed to gain the presidency. So not really any direct attacks on Hillary. In fact, compliments to Hillary. Where on the right, they're much more about, I'm the only one to beat Hillary. I'm the only one to win. The last time Republicans occupied the White House, their trickle-down economic policies drove us into the worst economic downturn since the Depression of the 1930s. No, we will not allow huge tax breaks for billionaires We will not allow huge cuts to Social Security, veterans' needs. So he's really using this primetime spot to really hammer on his main campaign points, almost as like a reintroduction to what the Sanders campaign is about. Right, and telling the American public that, hey, he's serious and he's a legitimate candidate. Yeah. We will not allow back into the White House a political party which is so beholden to the fossil fuel industry that they cannot even acknowledge the scientific reality of climate change. Let it go to anything about it. Yeah, this really is a, yes, I actually am a serious candidate. You've now heard my name, and here's my platform. ...have sent a profound message to the political establishment, to the economic establishment, and, by the way, to the media establishment. He points at the camera. Boom. Will America elect a Jewish president? I think they would. They elected a Catholic one. What, What the people here have said is that given the enormous crises facing our country, it is just too late for the same old, same old establishment politics and establishment economics. The people want real change. Roosevelt. Uh, Kitson in the chat room says uh, Roosevelt was Jewish. Oh. Uh, So there you go. What the American people are saying, and by the way, I hear this not just from progressives, but from conservatives and from moderates, is that we can no, no, no longer... Pete Arms, that's not true. I don't know if that's true or not. I would like to think it wouldn't matter. That's what I would like to think. And, in yeah, which exactly. Wall Street and the billionaire class are able to buy elections. no matter what their political view may be, understand that that is not what democracy is about. That is what oligarchy is about. Oh, calling out the family history. And we will not allow that to continue. I do not have a super PAC 
and I do not want a super PAC. Wow. So, yeah, there's a whole Internet rabbit hole about Franklin D. Roosevelt being Jewish or not. That is something somebody could spend some time reading up on. I am overwhelmed and I am deeply moved far more than I can express in words by the fact that our campaign's financial support comes from more than one million Americans who have made more than 3.7 million individual contributions. Love that stat. So Kasich is at a solid second on the Republican side with 16% right now. Uh, it's Cruz's polling head slightly ahead of Bush right now, slightly. Individual contributions than any candidate in the history of the United States up until this point in an election. I was able to go to an alternate stream, by the way. And you know what that average contribution was? Twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> okay. All right. I am going to New York City tonight and tomorrow, but I'm not going to New York City to hold a fundraiser on Wall Street. No speaking engagement. Instead, I'm going to hold a fundraiser right here, right now, across America. Wow, really? This is really using that primetime spot. My request is, please go to BernieSanders.com and contribute. Why not? You're, you're a 20-point favorite. Please help us right? raise the funds we need, whether it's 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 50 bucks. Help us raise the money we need to take the fight to Nevada, South Carolina, and the states on Super Tuesday. So there it is. That's our fundraiser. Pretty quick. <laughs> Pretty quick. <laughs> now, what the American people understand is that our great country was based on a simple principle. He's really t- and that principle is fairness. Let me be very He's taking clear. advantage of this opportunity. It is not fair when we have more income and wealth inequality today. Huh than almost any major country on earth. And when the top one-tenth of one percent now owns almost as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent, that's not fair. By the way, he's now winning by 21 It is not fair when the 20 wealthiest people in this country now own more wealth than the bottom half of the American people. So you guys ready for a radical idea? (laughs) Wow, I've had this. Okay. Together, we are going to create an economy that works for all of us, not just the 1%. By the way, coming up soon, Kasich and Trump will also be speaking. I'm hoping Trump next, but we'll see. Millions of our people are working for starvation wages. Yup. We're going to raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks. Your favorite issue right there, Mr. Chase. Uh, 
going to bring pay equity for women. And when we need the best educated workforce in the world, yes, we are going to make public colleges and universities tuition free. And for the millions of Americans struggling with horrendous levels of student debt, we are he's getting going some traffic right now to substantially ease that burden. In America, people should not be financially distressed for decades for the crime. This guy behind him is distracting me. Of trying to get a higher education. That's absurd. Who is this guy? Look at his faces he's making. (laughs) I don't know. Well, my critics say, you know, Bernie, that's a great idea. You're into all this free stuff. (laughs) How are you going to pay for it? Yeah, Bernie. I will tell you how we're going to pay for it. Oh, okay. We're going to impose a tax on Wall Street speculation. The greed, the recklessness, and the illegal behavior of Wall Street drove our economy to its knees. The American people bailed out Wall Street. Now it's Wall Street's time to help the middle class. So the big win for Sanders here is he's picked up 13 delegates, right? He's got 13 delegates versus Clinton's seven now from this win. That's Mm. a pretty big deal. Yeah. And when we talk about transforming America... It means ending the disgrace of this country having more people in jail than any other country in the world, disproportionately African-American and Latino. You got to give him respect. Prime time. He is pushing the soft spots of uh, the U.S. uh, It's like the the economy, the prison thing. Those are all the soft spots. And a broken criminal justice system. going to provide jobs and education for our young people, not jails and incarceration. And let me say that as a member of the Energy Committee in the Senate and the Environmental Committee, the debate is over. Climate change is real. So he's kind of repeating himself. He's already talked about climate change. He already talked about the economy. Oh, wait a minute. Do you, do you think he's going to get called out on that? We have a moral responsibility to work with countries throughout the world. You know, uh, one thing that I find to be kind of interesting about this is that these news networks have no idea how long these guys are going to go. They have no idea how long any of this is going to take. Uh, so who are you tracking over there? Because we've been tracking CNN. Who are you tracking? Right uh, now? Tracking MSNBC. Uh, you know they've been actually pulling quotes from his, you know, from his speech. You know we've sent a message to the establishment. Uh, obviously he talked earlier about uniting the Democratic Party together um, as one. So it's one of those things where he's been touching on those points. Oh, I like their crowd shot. Obama's leadership. It's a little bit tighter. The Affordable Care Act has been an important step forward. No question about it. Okay. But we can and must do better. Okay. So 
So what is that? He's really giving it to everybody. 29 million Americans should not remain uninsured. An even greater number should not be underinsured with large deductibles and co-payments. We should not be paying by far the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs at a time, listen to this, when the top three drug companies in this country made $45 billion in profit last year. Hmm. That is an obscenity. And let me tell you something. When we make it to the White House... to the White House, the pharmaceutical industry will not continue to rip off the American people. Pharmaceutical companies are getting it. It makes no sense that as a nation, we continue to spend far, far more per capita than do the people of any other nation, all of whom... I really think, Chris, that he's taking advantage of this time to really reintroduce himself to the American people. So when Trump I mean, comes this out, this is a really long speech. Trump doesn't Trump doesn't have to do this when he comes out, right? No, because everybody knows that he's a reality star. So why was what's the motivation here? Because people people know about Sanders. Is it more about oh maybe he's serious? Well, uh, yeah, I think so. And they also to repaint the picture because it's Hillary, a victory speech too, right? Yeah, it's a victory speech, but also to repaint the picture that he's not this true one hundred percent socialist that a lot of people think that he might be. Is he? He painting that picture? He's trying to really hard. My friends, we all know that we live in a dangerous and complex world. As president, I will defend this nation, hmm. but I will do it responsibly. I voted against the war in Iraq. There's another ding. And that was Looks like the Trump right will be up vote. next. While we must be relentless in combating terrorists who would do us harm, we cannot and should not be the policemen of the world. Fox's version of the coverage has, uh, while they have Sanders up, they also the have uh, the Trump shot up. They're not giving Sanders full screen on Fox. In the Middle East, the United States must be part of an international coalition sustained by nations in the region that have the means to protect themselves. Together, we must and will destroy ISIS, but we should do it in a way that does not put our young men and women in the military into perpetual warfare in the quagmire of the Middle East. My friends, we must fix our broken immigration system that divides families and create a path toward citizenship. You know, he's really got to tighten this up. People who are living in the shadows. We must strengthen and expand Social Security. 
and increase the benefits that seniors and disabled vets receive so that people can live in dignity in their retirement. In dignity. <laughs> in dignity. No doubt. We must rebuild our crumbling infrastructure. And when we do that, we create millions of decent paying jobs. Wow, this is really the radical progressive platform, and he is laying it all out there. This is, I mean, I know, all I know he said all of these things before, but I'm, I'm impressed by it for some reason. Like the fact that he's just going for it and laying it all out there right now. against stronger and stronger opposition. So I'm watching some metrics here, and uh, it's seeing traffic jump like crazy as people are queuing up for the Trump speech. Uh, talking about Trump, you know, like going right to Fox News just for uh, just another second here, you can see they literally have their lower third as awaiting Donald Trump's speech overlaid on top of Sanders with the second screen dedicated to the Trump, even though nothing's happening over there. Uh, and I, watching the streaming services, the, tra- the traffic is slowly climbing up. So he's getting more people watching his speech and more and more people are tuning in for Trump. My friends... We must tell the billionaire class and the 1% that they cannot have it all at a time of massive wealth and income inequality. The wealthiest people and largest corporations. Yeah, producer Matt is right. Will start paying their fair share of taxes. Yeah, what's impressive about it is because he's giving absolute statements instead of like, you know, typical political softball speech. My friends, I am the son of a Polish immigrant who came to this country speaking no English and having no money. My father worked every day of his life and he never made a whole lot. My mom and dad and brother and I grew up in a small three and a half room rent controlled apartment in Brooklyn, New York. My mother, who died at a young age, always dreamed of moving out of that apartment, getting a home of her own, but she never realized that dream. The truth is that neither one of my parents could ever have dreamed that I would be here tonight standing before you as a candidate for president of the United States. Any minute, Trump to address supporters. They won't cut into a speech, you think, right? I think he's rapping right now, though. This is the promise of America, and this is the promise we must keep alive for future generations. What began last week in Iowa, what voters here in New Hampshire confirmed tonight is nothing short of the beginning of a political revolution. Still think Hillary's a lock, right, Chris? I, I, still, I, still, think she, I still think she has a good shot. Yeah, I do. I do. A lock. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't think he's going to get it. I think uh, he's doing better than I expected. A political That's true. revolution that will bring tens of millions of our people together. It will bring together working people who have given up on the political process. It will bring together young people who have never participated 
in the political process. Young people. It will bring together blacks and whites, Latinos, Asian Americans, Native Americans, straight and gay, male and female. Huckers. People who and were blow. born in America and people who immigrated here. We will all come together to say loudly and clearly that the government of our great nation belongs to all of us, not just a few wealthy campaigns. So 45% reporting in now. Uh, Kasich is still uh, number two with 16%. Cruz, 11.7%. Bush, 11.4%. Rubio, 105 Christie all the way down at 8 so uh, Christie really didn't seem to get any boost from his takedown of Rubio. And now it's on. That guy in the background's got to go. <laughs> Thank you, New Hampshire. And now it's on to Nevada, South Carolina, and beyond. Vegas, everybody. Let's go to Vegas. Great job, she says. The mic's still on. Hot mic. Sanders, after a solid victory. Boy, why coming in here now? So what did you think of that? Well, it was definitely longer than expected, a lot longer than Hillary's speech. Yeah, you think Trump's looking back uh, at backstage and go, come on, come on, hurry up. Hurry yeah, up. but no, honestly, I think it's one of those things where he's taking his 21-point lead. Yeah. And he's uh, taking advantage of it. Let's see and what, everybody's uh, paying attention. Let's see what... Uh, Fox, uh, I, they're going to be rapping here on the Fox, Fox News alert over there. Yeah, we got the. I got Fox slightly behind. Thank you, New Hampshire. I want to hear what their commentary is. On to Nevada, South Carolina, and beyond. Because of course, Brywa is going to be positive on right. Bernie. Of course, yeah. but Fox. Seventy-four-year-old Democratic Socialist Senator Bernie Sanders saying he's leading a political revolution in this country. In the he obviously fired up Democrats in New Hampshire of all ages, talking about his plan ahead, saying he has a campaign to go on state by state. We will see, but he's a big winner tonight. Fox News can now project that New Jersey Governor Chris Christie will finish in sixth place in the Republican presidential primary so they just move right in on. New Hampshire based on partial vote returns. Meanwhile, also we're projecting that on MSNBC, they're probably still talking about like it. like the Democratic Party had my back. He was talking about agreeing with Ronald Reagan that government was the problem and all this stuff. So you see just the slight, you see yeah. that like, so oh, wait, the, uh, Trump has uh, walked out. Socialism all, out of the gate. The podium and, right now. Uh, and then they go into all the other, we'll see, and things like that. that because yeah, Trump uh, is in the podium right now. Ivanka, his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. They are all out there. All right, so MSNBC still hasn't cut away yet from that, but I think they're about to. Rachel's got to wrap it up. And because so much of life is about timing, let's go to Trump headquarters. Let's see what Trump has to say. Thanks, Brian. Wine. Tell us about your whole one later. So what do you think from Trump? Is he going to try to sound presidential here, or is he just going to go all out, we're the biggest winners? We are going to make America great again. I said that. <laughs> oh, dude, put down your phone. MSNBC has the worst shot. So I want to thank everybody, but I really have to begin by paying homage to my parents. Homage. Mary and Fred, they're up there, they're looking down, they're saying, 
This Dude, is put something down the very special. They love this country. Fox's shot isn't very, any better. Very happy right now. So I'll check in on CNN. His audio is not as good either. He's got a lot of feedback. I want to thank Hear it? my sister. Yeah, man. Judge Barry. Marianne. I can hear him talking about bringing it down. Really great sister. Another great sister, Elizabeth. Another great my sister. My fantastic brother, Robert, who's watching right now with Anne-Marie. And I want to thank he, my brother, uh, my late brother, Fred. What a fantastic guy. I learned so Look at this, dude. CNN Fred. is just now starting to cover the Trump stuff. Just about any of you. Just probably Crazy. about even with my father. A fantastic guy. So I want to thank Fred. He's there and he's looking at also. And we oh, can they go just right feet, down the they? line, but we have to start with Melania, what she puts up with. Oh. They oh. must have been like on a backup feed. Maybe. They're on a much better feed now. Oh, yeah, I went to she another said feed. Right oh, you did? I did. You I know was, if yeah. you run, you know you're going to win. And she said that from day one. So, Melania, thank you, honey. Thank you. So far, this is not doing it for me at all. And Don oh, and he, Vanessa, He's thank taking you a so long much. time of thanking. And Ivanka, she was out. She made seven stops today at the polling areas. Wow, seven. That's amazing. So... Very, very special. And Jared, Jared is a very, very successful real estate entrepreneur in Manhattan, but he likes this better than real estate, I think. So, Jared. I just don't uh, see this being a, a, a long term strategy that appeals to the American people, to the, to the American people. Make America. And Corey, where is Corey? Does Corey have a ground game or what? Boy, do we have a ground game? Where's Corey? Corey, Corey Lewandowski. Boy, look at how everybody has up there. Holy smokes. He's got now, a whole... Now, I find this very interesting. You know, we learned a the lot Democratic candidates, by the way, had week, supporters behind them. Behind Trump, his basically it's, it's, supporting it's, staff it's and his family. Posse. It's his, yeah. all his election posse you know, and then And, and it's flags. just a curtain behind him, which is yeah. very interesting. Just, just putting that in perspective. It's less distracting, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it also, it seems like this is just a group of elite people. I don't know. It's all about image. Hmm. You know what I mean? The optics. Yeah, the optics. USA, Chase. USA! 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 So, again, we have to thank the candidates because they really ran. We have some very talented people. And to be victorious against some of these people, even if it's for one week, but believe me, it's going to be for many weeks, okay? But they really are. They're terrific. Uh, a number of them called, and I just wanted to thank them, but I wanted to congratulate the other candidates, okay? Now that I got that over with, you know, it's always tough. Wow, and doesn't tomorrow, even name the boom, candidates. Boom, boom. But that's the way it is. And, and really, you have some real talent. We have some real talent in the Republican Party. And the RNC and Reince, we want to thank everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, we, yeah, right, right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What do we really want to thank? We want to thank the people of New Hampshire, right? Do we love the people of New Hampshire? You know... I said it, and I said it even a year ago. I said, I think I'm going to do really well there because I'm here a lot, and it's so beautiful, and I love it so much, and I love the people. And I said, I actually think they like me a lot, 
And then all of a sudden we started getting numbers in and everyone said, how come they like Trump so much? But I have so many friends up here and they. Well, there's a, you know, in real in reality, there's a lot of less substance to this so far. I guess this is just because he's unscripted, whereas the other two were very scripted. And I guess that's well, sort of appealing. He just finished thanking everybody. You started it. He's still thanking. Really? You did start it. Okay, all right, so he's warming up. He's warming the crowd up. Okay. You know, when I came out, I heard the end of Bernie's speech, and Uh-oh. I heard some he's of the beginning. Bernie. No, no. I, first of all, congratulations to Bernie. In all fairness, we have to congratulate he's him. congratulating we Bernie. We may not like nice. it. But I heard parts of Bernie's speech. He wants to give away our country, folks. He wants to give away. We're not going to let it happen. So this is the first time I've really heard him go after Bernie. Yeah, he's usually, yeah. We wish him a lot of luck, but we are going to make America great again, but we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. We're going to beat China, Japan. We're going to beat Mexico at trade. We're going to beat all of these countries that are taking so much of our money away from us on a daily basis. It's not going to happen anymore. We have the greatest business people right now in the world. They call me all the time. They want to be involved. We have political hacks negotiating our deals for billions and billions and billions of dollars. Not going to happen anymore. We're going to use the finest business people in the world. We are going to do something so good and so fast and so strong, and the world is going to respect us again. Believe me. We're going to... Do we love our country? Do we love our country? I think one of the things that really caught on is very important, self-funding my campaign. Everybody on both sides. <laughs> and, you know, I was saying. So uh, New York Times and other are giving second place solidly to Kasich now. I see all of this money being uh, poured actually, into commercials. Uh, and it it's not their bit. money. It's special interest money. Yeah, and this 16%. is on both sides. This That's is on the Republican side. That's a big change from Iowa. Huge mm-hmm. change. Money mm-hmm. just pouring into commercials. This is where he invested These everything. These are special interest folks. These are lobbyists. These are people that don't necessarily love our country. They don't have the best interests of our country at heart. We're not going to let it happen. We can't. We have to do something about it. When you see when you see the kind of deals made in our country, a lot of those deals are made because the politicians aren't so stupid. They're making them for their benefit. We Barack have Obama to stop knows exactly it. what we he's doing to stop it. We are now going to make it for your benefit. We're going to make the deals for the American people. That's the way it is. Now, very, oh, I love this. Look at you. Look at you. I love these signs. They're the most imaginative signs. So look, in a nutshell, we're going to make <laughs> doing coke? What's going on? We're going to rebuild <laughs> oh our military. God. It's going to be so big, so strong, so powerful. Nobody. I love nobody the argument that we need to rebuild the military. I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, but I haven't found anything of substance in your speech compared to anybody else. And I'm including Clinton on this. Where is Al? Where is Al? We love Al. All right, we love Al. Al. Get up here if you can. We're going to take care of our vets. Our vets are treated horribly. They're our greatest people. Our vets are going to be taken care of. And you remember that, everybody. Right? 
We're going to have strong, incredible borders. And people <laughs> are going to come into our country, but they're going to come into our country legally. They're going to come in legally. We're going to build a wall. It's and going the most to be built. Whiner. I'm going to build a it's wall. It's not even, believe it or not, it's not even a difficult thing to do. And by the way, for the people of New Hampshire, where you have a him, tremendous problem know. with Must heroin vet, and right? drugs, yeah. you wouldn't even believe it. You see this place and you say it's so beautiful. You have a tremendous problem. The first thing always that they mention to me, Mr. Trump, please do something. The drugs, the heroin, it's pouring in and it's so cheap because there's so much of it. And the kids are getting stuck and other people are getting stuck. We're going to end it. We're going to end it. We're going to end it at the southern border. It's going to be over. Just a quick production note, Chase. I want you to note the coloring difference between the MSNBC stream and the Fox News stream around Trump's eyes. You oh, see yeah. how he's one more consistent hue in there, although there's still an outline. And there's clearly more of a raccoon look on the MSNBC stream. I wonder if they're tweaking the hue at all to give them that raccoon look just slightly. It could be, or encoding, perhaps. See, look at you see that you yeah. see it there, and then you look at the shot. Oh, of course, no, yeah. Oh yeah, it's not as pronounced on the Fox News stream. No. Huh. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. What a group of people, you know. And on top of this group. We have thousands of people outside that can't even get in. That's what we have. Yeah, because it's not as big of a crowd as Bernie got. So, by the way. Healthcare. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. It is a total disaster. We're repealing and replacing Obamacare. With what? It's gone. With what? We're getting rid of Common Core. We're going to educate our children Wait a minute. What are we replacing it with? We educate our children locally. We are going to preserve our very sacred Second Amendment. There's not going to be any more chipping away at our Second Amendment. If we had protection in California recently and so many other places, you could even look to Paris. Paris has the toughest gun laws in the world. France has the toughest gun laws in the world. These animals go in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paris isn't a country. Right. Two, three, a hundred and thirty people with many people. Horribly wounded, horribly wounded. Right if you're going to cite the, the Paris hospital, attacks, it's probably good not to confuse a city and a country. Me, right. It would have been a whole different story, folks. But nobody had protection. Protection. It's good to have protection. Trump says good to have protection. I am going to be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. Remember that. Remember Don't it. believe those phony numbers when you hear 4.9 and 5% unemployment. The number's probably 28, 29, as high as 35. In fact, I even heard recently 42%. Do you think we'd have gatherings like this if we, were, we had if we had 5% unemployment? Do you really think we'd have these gatherings? Forgetting about security, forgetting about ISIS, which, by the way, we're going to knock the hell out of ISIS. He's just transitioning. He's just going full shaggy dog now. It's going to be oh. done the right way. So we're going to take care of the economy. We're going to take care of jobs. We're going to take care of all of the jobs. things that I said. Our border. Things I everything, said. Everything. Health care. It's going to be so great. I don't great. want to repeat Remember it. Remember this about Obamacare. 
People are forgetting, but now they're miserable because it's going up 45%, 35%, 55%. It's totally out of control. Probably On the Fox so News feed, uh, somebody in the crowd held up a picture of uh, Ronald Reagan uh, underneath uh, Donald Trump. Oh. What's going on? What's going on? The budget, the last budget that was approved is an absolute disaster for everybody in this country. We owe $19 trillion as of today. We just crossed the $19 trillion mark. We're going to very shortly be at $21 trillion because of the budget. Nobody can shout we for as long as he can without their voice cracking up. Bernie and Hillary, so it starts falling apart. Yeah, we well, he's been shouting his whole life. Winning again. We don't win anymore as a country. We don't win on trade. We don't win with the military. We can't beat ISIS. We don't win with anything. We are going to start winning again, and we're going to win so much. You are going to be so happy. We are going to make America so great again. That's his third time saying that, by the way. ever before. I love you all. Thank you, New Hampshire. Wow, real short speech. Not a lot of substance. Thank you. We are going now to South Carolina. We're going to win in South Carolina. I love you all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bry-Y. So, uh, yeah, let's see what Brywy has to say. Tonight goes to South Carolina. We're going to go to John Kasich's headquarters, oh. uh, where he has just taken the stage. So oh, wow. No chance to comment. To the second place finisher tonight. We're all happy because they're not driving tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, but how about my, my family, Emma and Reese, and, of course, my great wife, Karen Kasich. Now, out of anybody that's just won, this is really his chance to say hi to the American people for the first time because he hardly even gets a chance to talk during the debates. That's right. I have to tell you, there's no way I would have gone forward with this campaign if it wasn't for a John Sununu, the great Senator John Sununu. He, uh... He is, uh... He's such a great partner. He's so smart, and he's so disciplined, and he's... He's just a great, great friend of mine. And we also want to spend a little time thanking former Senator Gordon Humphrey. Now, this man. Do we really? (laughs) We were, uh, you know, we were one percent in the national polls and people are like, how can you ever win? And then, uh, you know, uh, things are just we're, we're walking in a total obscurity up here. And uh, Gordon Humphrey sends me an email. And he says, uh, this is the hot plate that changed the world. Guys are sleeping on mattresses in the campaign headquarters, and they hold up a hot plate where they're eating their food. That's how you win elections. That's how you do it. And, of course, our great friend Tom Rath, the former attorney general. He's been one of the best guys I could have. Seventeen years ago, I came here, and, uh, you know, I thought things were going okay. Uh, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of attention, and was standing in the kitchen, and I uh, was talking to this lady, and I'm thinking, I've got myself a town chairperson here. I mean, this lady really, really likes me. And after about 15 minutes, she looked at her watch, and she said, when will the candidate get here? Can you tell us? <laughs> but the guy that stuck with, stuck with me for 17 years, Bruce Berkey. Where is Bruce? I feel like he's wasting valuable time. Come on. Come on up. 
Listen, listen, I, I, I want to tell you, and there's, yeah, I mean, there's just no way uh, to say this appropriately. When the media kept saying, well, how are you going to do this? You know, can you finish high? Uh, you know what I said? I have an insurance policy. It's you. It's all of you. How does a guy like me thank you for the countless hours, the phone calls, the door knocking? Some of you have come from, of course, our Buckeye State, and some have come... Some have come from Virginia, and some have come from Maryland, and New York, and Connecticut, and today, all the way from Seattle, all the way from Seattle, and Seattle the guy that's New Haven, okay, and a guy flew in from London, England, to do this. Maybe his strategy is stay in the race long enough so that way when Hillary Clinton gets arrested, he becomes the, the default mainstream candidate. What's going on? That I'm not sure that anybody can quite understand. There's magic in the air with this campaign because we don't see it as just another campaign. We see this as an opportunity for all of us, and I mean all of us, to be involved in something that's bigger than our own lives, to change America, to, to reshine America, to restore the spirit of America. This would be a good chance to give us some substance. Where do you stand out differently from Bernie and Hillary? This is a good chance to let us know, not to say that, but now, now, now we would be the moment to go into some details right here. Something big happened tonight. And let me tell you, let me tell you what it is. Let me tell you what it is. We have had tens and tens of millions of dollars spent against us with negative advertising, okay? We have. We've had tens of millions. See, that's the old politics. That's the old politics. We never went negative because we have more good to sell than to spend our time being critical of somebody else. To be clear, I was joking about him replacing Hillary. He's, he's Republican. I was just making a joke. Right. A yes. Joke. yes, people. Yes. At a time when clearly change is in the air, maybe, just maybe, we are turning the page on a dark part of American politics because tonight... The light overcame the darkness of negative campaigning. And you made it happen. I guess seriously, though, in that vein, I'm not sure why I would vote for him, really. I mean, I was, I was joking that he would be, he'd be a good, like, fallen for Hillary, because he seems like, I just don't know what he stands out. I don't know what makes him unique. Right, yeah, and I, that's, I don't know that either. And that's partly because of the media, right? Well, I think partially also, but he's not using this opportunity sort of like... Uh, like Bernie did. Not as a first resort. And, yeah. and as I like to talk about the strength of our country, and if you think about... And I think like Cruz would. Home, ...which is the family. We know that the family is only strong when the foundation is strong. Oh, and here that's we go. why we will wake up every single day to make sure that every American has a job in the United States of America to help their families and their neighbors. That's a little something. When I'm president of the United States, (laughs) 
first of all, you know, we're going to have a battering ram to knock down the walls of the city if they don't want to change. It's what I've done all of my lifetime. But here's what we're going to tell people, I believe, and you think about it, and I hope you agree. We're going to solve the problems in America not by being extreme, not by being first a Republican or a Democrat, but reminding everybody that we are Americans dedicating to shining up America and fixing our problems. Fixing our problems. Shining it up. Yeah. This campaign changed me. The people of New Hampshire, the wonderful people of New Hampshire, have changed me. And I want to—I want to tell you how it happened. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it happened in the first 25 town halls, or the second 25, or the third 25. But as we got closer and closer to that, those hundred town halls, the 106 that we finally finished on. People, for some reason, were able to come to these town halls and feel safe. A man came the other day and he was crying at the end of the town hall and put his arms around me and said, my son's got cancer. And I feel as though I didn't warn him. And I said, sir, it's sad. It's a tragedy. It's terrible. But it's not your fault. He communicated to somebody the other day and said that conversation lifted a weight off of his shoulders. But can you? And he came from New York. Is this an Obama story? And some of you remember the woman that was sitting way up in the seats and she told the story of her daughter who had been sick from being a child and she felt all alone. And I asked her to come down. Sick from being a child. And I hugged that woman. Where is he going? And we all cried a little bit that night. Where is he going right now? And I, not I long ago, in one confused. of the big town halls, a, a lady sitting in the back, after we had gone through the mechanics of fighting drugs, she brought in the real f- flesh and blood. And she talked about her 31-year-old daughter. Thrice in the chat room says this, sober. he's getting bored here. Uh, you know, one of the things, too, that I think is interesting, I'm not quite sure, but I think the way it works for the Republicans is I don't believe he walks away with any delegates. Is that true? Does anybody know the chat? I, I don't know if you get I think all, all of them I think not. it's all, all or nothing. I think they all went to Trump. So this is mostly just publicity for him. I don't think he gets any delegates from this, but uh, I could be wrong. I'll watch maybe some of these lower thirds will tell us. When you are in settings like that, you begin to learn something. Man, his there audio is so bad. There are people in America who don't feel connected. They've got victories that no one celebrates with them. And they have defeats and pain sometimes that they yeah, have to... Yeah, Charum confirms. Nine to Trump, zero to the rest. Themselves. I'll tell you what I really think we need. We need this economic growth and the job creation. But at the heart and soul of the United States of America, the America that I grew up in, in Little McKee's Rocks, oh, where my father carried just... mail and stuck his nose into everybody's business and brought some joy at a time Should of trial... Should we on his speech? I, you know, no offense, but... He's not really saying much, and he's not really he's not really telling you what distinguishes him from other candidates either. Yeah, uh, you know there is one clip uh, we could play. 
Uh, so I, I don't, you know, in fact, if we wanted to, we could make this a wrapping point after we play this uh, this news clip. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, there is a budget proposal coming from Obama. Speaking of, this is something I think is going to enter into the uh, race very soon. Uh, and uh, this is so. What really stands out about this budget proposal is a massive, massive spending on cyber, including cyber private reserve forces where you would like volunteer, like the private, like the oh, like the reserve army, like the national guard. Yeah, well, right. Because yeah, and yeah. only for cyber. For oh. cyber, when our nation needs it. So uh, this clip yeah, goes into yeah, detail. Yeah, but obviously they would have to, you know, whitelist those who use the uh, job. cannabis because most of those hackers use cannabis. Right? Oh, nice callback to the uh, – that was – yeah, that was good callback there, remember Mr. That, they're, they're looking to overturn that uh, recruitment thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That was uh, that was an issue that – was it actually Comey that brought that up? I think it might have been Comey. <laughs> Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And all the crazy things Comey said, that was one of them. Yeah. Well, right now, the Fed's deciding how to spend your tax dollars and the president submitting his final budget proposal to Congress. Fox News learning the $4 trillion plan includes a massive proposed increase in cybersecurity spending as well as $7.5 billion to fight ISIS. Democrats heading to the White House to discuss the proposal, but GOP leaders may have already declared it dead on arrival. Kristen Fisher's live at the White House with more on all of this. Kristen? Well, Jenna, this is a very aggressive final budget for President Obama. He's proposing to spend a record $4.1 trillion on a number of new initiatives, including $19 billion on improving our country's cybersecurity. That's up 35% from last year. Now, President Obama just wrapped up a meeting with his cybersecurity and national security team here at the White House. Afterwards, he told reporters that this new cybersecurity plan is something both Democrats and Republicans should agree on. And with this plan, we intend to modernize federal IT by replacing and retiring outdated systems that are vulnerable to attack. And I, uh, actually, out of all the money they're spending, that's where some of the least amount of money is going to is actually replacing existing uh – that's where some of the least money's going. Hey, you know, for a guy that works in IT, at least he's uh, putting us in the budget. Thanks a lot, Mr. President. Now, this budget proposal also includes $1 billion to try to eliminate – So $30 billion or whatever to cybersecurity, $1 billion to, to fight cancer. Even though it was part of his uh, State of the Union about the, ne- the new moonshot. Cancer, yep. it would increase taxes by $2.6 trillion over the next decade. That's nearly double what the president tried but failed to achieve in last year's budget. Now, this last one, he actually announced this last week. And, you know, I've been following the oil prices closely for the show. I don't know if you yeah. noticed, but gas prices have not moved since Obama made the announcement for this next one. It would also impose a $10 a barrel tax on domestic and Whoa. imported crude oil. Wow. As you might imagine, that's not sitting well with Republicans on Capitol Hill. They say it has zero chance of being approved by Congress. Speaker Ryan even issued a statement Kinda saying, quote, President Obama out. will leave office having never proposed a budget that balances ever. This isn't even a budget so much as a progressive manual for growing the federal government at the expense of hard Working Americans. Think about how it's just a fraction of what Bernie would try to do. And so, for the first time, congressional Republicans won't even hold hearings on this year's budget request. And that's how progressive they perceive it to be. Later today, top Democrats will be coming here to the White House to meet with the president about his budget proposal. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, and the vice president will all be here, but no Republicans. Jenna? Interesting. Kristen, thank you. Well, this has been an awesome special, Mr. Chris. Yeah, it was right out of the gate. We had some top winners announced, and then it was, you know, really kind of where is it going to shake out for the uh, bottom parts? And it looks like the bottom parts go to Cruz, Kasich, and Bush. Uh, Kasich coming at number two with 18 point or a 16.1. 
Cruise with 11.6, so a pretty big gap there. You know, and, really good. And I wonder if this will be his best showing, his only best showing. We'll have to wait and see. You know, the thing about Obama, Chris, you know, the, the last eight years, you know, he's not fooling anybody. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. He's, Thank you. Thank you. I was getting getting scared there, Chris. Special edition uh, this week, obviously. We'll continue to follow this as it goes, but it's just really kind of getting started. I was was expecting maybe a little bit more of a shakeup than we got. As things sort of settle out for the next few days, we'll see where they go. But we'll keep following, as well as all the other news that we always follow on the Unfiltered Show. If you guys liked our special this week, let us know by supporting us over at patreon.com slash unfilter. That is the place where you can support our awesome show. As you can see, this was brought to you without commercial interruption. Hey. The whole thing. The whole thing. And brought to you by you boys and girls who support us on Patreon. So thank you so much. If you loved what we did here today, patreon.com slash unfilter. And don't forget, if you want to submit content, unfiltered.reddit.com. That's where you go to interact with the community at large. We always appreciate your contributions there as well. Yes. Jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar for live time. We should be back at our regular Wednesday time next week yep. if you want to join us Absolutely. live. Yes. So we'd love to have you there. And maybe we do future events. We might do the phone line thing again. Yeah. You like the phone line thing? If you like when we do the live, like, really big bullet point primaries and you want us to cover those, let us know. Mm-hmm. 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 We're sending yeah. this one out to the supporters and everyone, but we do really appreciate the support of over at patreon.com slash unfilter like Mr. Chase said. That's right. It's very nice. All right, yes. everybody. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of the Unfilter Show. Retune your bat dials and we'll see you right back here next, next week. week. I am the most fabulous whiner. No, 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 no,